FifthNet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas. It's Barry on Deck, hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian Barry Laminat, starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Laminak. What's up, you damn dirty deckheads? Welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Laminak. Thank you guys for being here. Today is Thursday, January 4th. Now that I not know that, 2024. Man, this is episode number 735 of this raggedy ass show. I'm trying to adjust the volume because I know for some reason uh, it doesn't get as loud as it should over the music. So I'm, I was working on the, getting the music bed adjusted, so uh, that's why I wasn't looking at you. Don't take it personal. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome in. Hello. Hi. How are you? We have a plethora of sports topics to discuss today. Uh, most notably, the final week of the NFL is here, and we're going to figure out who is going to make the playoffs eventually. We're going to know and figure it out. So that's exciting. Uh, oh, wow. What? Do my eyes deceive me, Mr. Jay-Heezy? Look at this. Josh in the building. Sir, 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 how are you? Wow. Jay-Heezy in the building. Unbelievable. Uh, welcome in, sir. Welcome in. Uh, I'm so excited for playoffs. Finally, some good football. It's not been bad. It's not been bad. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's meaningful football, I guess you could say. Although, if your team's kind of been in it all year like the Texans, then you feel like it's been meaningful just about every week. It's like, oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Oh, yes. So, it's been fun uh, as a Texans fan for a change. So we'll get into all of that. We got top, uh college football national championship game is finally here as well. So that's a hoot. I got all your top sports headlines for the day. Um, let me see what else. Oh, we'll talk a little pro bowl. Um, it, it, interestingly, we'll look into um, what teams, how many teams I should say, how many players some of the better teams in the NFL um, have in the uh, in the Pro Bowl. And that's like, look, I'm not going to watch the Pro Bowl. That's why, why I'm doing it. What this does, though, is it kind of gives you an idea of how good some of these teams really are. So some of you haters out there can, uh, you know, for, for lack of a better term, can suck it. Uh, this is, you know, you might be a, oh, I don't know, a Cowboys hater. The fact of the matter is, Cowboys are representing in the Pro Bowl. Uh, and we'll get to who has the most. 
And I'll even break down who's guy, what's the starters and all that. So we'll get to that. We got week 18 of the NFL. Um, Cat Williams broke the internet yesterday. And we'll definitely have to get to that. That was unbelievable. Last night, uh, last night I uh, I had the worst insomnia, I think. Um, well, I shouldn't say insomnia. Um, I don't know what it's called. Last night I woke up. Uh, okay, so I, 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 I've been taking uh, two melatonin pills um, every night. And it's like 20 milligrams each. So I'm taking like 40 milligrams of melatonin to help me fall asleep. And it and it seems to be working. It seems to be uh, doing a pretty darn good job, if I do say so myself. Um, last night, though, and I, look, um, a couple nights ago, I took some melatonin, went to sleep at like 7.15, didn't get up until um, 5, 5.30 in the next morning. So I slept for like 10 hours. That was awesome. I never do that this time around though. Uh, I think it might've backfired. I, uh, I took two melatonin pills and usually I'm up for about 30 to 40 minutes is how long I can last before they kick in. And then I'm out. And, uh, I last night took them at about eight o'clock, about eight 40. I'm like, well, I'm out. I'm checking out and, uh, fell asleep. And slept good, slept good, good, I say, until uh, I woke up at 12.15 in the morning. Hey, what's up, Miggy? Good to see you, brother. Look at Miggy. Look at all the gangs all here. What's up, Clarence? Um, Damn, Barry just popped two Xanax. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't want to do those kind of drugs. At least melatonin is considered natural. And over the counter. But anyways, I took two melatonin uh, at 8 o'clock, out by 8.40 and asleep. And then woke up at 12.15 in the morning, thinking it was like, oh, it's got to be at least 4, 4.30. No. 12.15. And I could not go back to sleep. Mine started racing. All the different things I've got to do and get done and... You know, just uh, not good and uh, unable to go back to sleep. I laid there for a long while. And by the way, I'm not ignoring you. I'm, I'm getting some of these other slides together for fantasy football. So please don't think that I am ignoring you. I assure you that I am not. Uh, um, yeah, so couldn't go back to sleep. So I decided I was going to go. Uh, into the living room and uh, just get be productive and do some work, right? I was like, I'll just get some work done. <sighs> uh, no, I didn't. I took my laptop, never opened it, got on my phone, doom scrolled for a little bit, and uh, happened to get onto the tubes, the YouTubes, <laughs> and went and watched the bottom scroll. What the fuck? fuck is that yeah that was weird oh i know what that was that's that stupid i never can get this thing to save and it drives me crazy let's let's try this again thank you for the heads up potch let's see there it goes that's much better it's weird it's a whole long thing i don't know why i won't save it drives me crazy i probably need to just hit up their support and open a ticket and get that fixed so that stuff like that doesn't happen whatever um, but thank you for the heads up. I do appreciate that. So, yeah. So I decided, you know what? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna check out what this Cat Williams deal is all about. Holy shnikes. I started watching that at about, I don't know, 12.45 at night. It's two hours and 45 minutes long, by the way. It was, if you didn't hear, Cat Williams went on Club Shay Shay, which is Shannon Sharp's podcast, right? Club Shay Shay. And Shannon Sharp has his own show, and it's very nice. It's very nice. And also, side note, just a little berry on deck. Uh, it kind of got me thinking. Am I doing this show wrong? Should I just go into doing interviews? Should I just scrap the whole sports talk? Um, should I just turn this into a regular ass interview podcast? I was like, man, I, I don't know. Maybe that's why we're not growing. Uh, excuse me. But it's a really nice set. Um, he does a pretty good job. I felt like, and this is the only time I've ever watched Amos that I told you. This is the only time I've ever watched uh, Club Shay Shay. This is the only time. This is it. Never cared to watch it. Like, I don't watch the Kelsey Brothers podcast or listen to it. I never have. I don't I don't really have any desire to do so. Um, but this one piqued my interest because everybody, you know, obviously on my timelines, I got a lot of comedians. I got a lot of sports talk radio people. I've got a lot of... Um, <laughs> Sean, bring back kid. Rub it in, why don't you? Um, I, I got a lot of sports talk people. I've got a lot of radio people. I've got a lot of comedians, and I've got a lot of streamers. And um, so, you know, anytime something big in those three rooms happens, I, I usually end up seeing it. I saw everybody talking about Cat Williams, a lot of my comedy friends. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch it. And I happened to find it on YouTube the whole two hours and 45 minutes. And wow, he did not waste any time. He got right into it. And you could tell Shannon was uh, a bit flustered. And, and you could see several times he was like, oh, well, this will be our last episode. Oh, boy, you're going to get me canceled. Like he was he was a little flustered at, at what Cat Williams was saying uh, and doing. And um, I don't I don't blame him. It was uh, it was kind of wild, but at the same time, he knew. He even said at one point, "You're gonna break the internet. This is this is gonna be insane." And sure enough, it, it absolutely was. And we'll discuss it. If you haven't seen it, there'll there'll be some or, or watched it or whatever. I'm sure we'll have some spoiler alerts in there. So uh, learn. I apologize, but I learned a lot about Cat Williams that I didn't know before. And it's funny, before right when we were going off air, me and Trey yesterday. I was talking about it, and I was like, ah, I'm not a real big fan of his stand-up. Because he, he says uh, he says the N-word too much for me. It's a lot. It's a lot. My virgin um, white guilt ears can't handle it. It's too much. But, you know, I and I guess maybe I slept on his, his comedy in the past. But it made me want to watch some Cat Williams specials. I, I did. I'll tell you what I did do. A hell of a lot of Googling. I was like, well, let me see. Let me see. What, what is this all about? Uh, so I ended up Googling him quite a bit. And um, it, it, was, it was interesting. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest Cat Williams fan in the world now. 
Uh, but I have a lot of respect for the guy because he came out and he shot his shot and he didn't care. And uh, he ruffled some feathers, I'll tell you that. Uh, let's just start from the beginning. So he came out and is and immediately started taking shots at like um Steve Harvey and sorry, what is this? Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer said Cedric the Entertainer stole one of his jokes. Said Steve Harvey got lazy, it doesn't do stand-up. Uh took shots at Phase on Love. If you don't know who that is, that's Big Worm from Friday. I mean, it was it was pretty wild, and I forget the other one. Ricky Smiley. I'm saying how he's in a dress. Why is he in a dress again? We've already seen this. It was it was a lot. Okay. It was a lot. My my two cents uh on on the whole Cat Williams thing is this. First and foremost. Uh, what a comedian can't stand more than anything is a joke thief. So if you feel like one of your jokes have been stolen, you're going to call somebody out. That's just natural. This is what we do. You stole my joke. I will, I'm will. i very passive aggressive, but one thing I will do, I become aggressive aggressive, is if I feel like somebody stole my jokes. Okay? That's number one. Uh, number two, when you see others that maybe have you know, taking shots at you. Hey, Homo Astros fan, thank you for the 100 bits. I don't know why they didn't fire off. That's my bad, pimp. I don't know what's going on with the alerts, as usual. When you, when you, as a comic, when you think somebody is taking shots at you, uh, a lot of times, especially in those situations, you want to defend yourself, right? Like that, you just feel like you have to. It's an art form, but it's very much a people business, as I was talking about with Trey yesterday. So I, um... I'm, I was a bit surprised that he said all the things that he said. And um, to take shots at Steve and, and the Ricky Smiley thing, I kind of get. And, and Kat's whole premise was, uh, I'm not, I, 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 I'm not going to allow you guys to keep lying. Right? Like, that was his thing. Everybody comes on here and was lying to you, and I'm here to tell the truth. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much of that was true and how much of that isn't. Um, I think what you saw was a guy that is um, proud and a little bit angry and um, maybe sick of people's bullshit. And he was like, look, man, this is this is the truth as I see it. And this is what y'all need to know. And um, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about the business. I learned a lot about uh, uh, these guys that I look at and, and, and hold in high regard. Again, I don't, I'm not saying I believe everything Kat said. Part of the problem where I think Kat lost some credibility, for me at least, during the interview, is he would talk about he didn't need promotion. That's not why he was there. He was there to set the record straight. But there was this very, there was a lot of patting on the back of Cat, patting himself on the back about the things he'd done in a way and in a manner that didn't seem like Cat was the one bringing it up. Right? He would he would be asked a question, and then he would kind of you know be able to make it to where he was either the victim or the hero. Every time. Every time he was the victim or the hero and it got to where it was like, ah, some of this seems very self 
aggrandizing. Some of this seems very much um, look at me. Don't forget about me. And I get it. I get it. I get that. But just own that, right? Own that if you're going to do that. But I felt like like there was times when he was talking about, you know, um, I don't know, some of the some of the, the nice things that he did. He would bring it up. And, you know, I think I, there were there were a few moments where it was like, OK, what's your point? Other than to try to make yourself look like you are. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not like, not like a, a, a Robin hood, but like, uh, maybe like, a. I don't know. I don't know what the word is. Um, there's definitely was a little cap with his rap. Yeah. It, it felt if it just felt like one of those things, like, look, I don't have to brag, but here's all the th- good things I've done for people. I don't have to brag, but here's all the things I've done on stage and in movies and in this and in that. And so that's when there was like some contradiction, which is for me at least is what made it made me kind of hesitate. Like how much of this is true and how much of this is just cat being cat. He comes off as a little crazy. I've never met the man. I know people that know him grandstanding. Yeah. Thank you. I, I know people that know him and he's got some crazy. In it. And then he, you know, Look, he's like, well, you know, everybody's going to tell you I'm crazy. I'm not crazy. It's like, well, you got a little crazy in you, though. Like, you can see it at times. You can see it. Uh, And, yeah, Jared said, how long is it? It is almost three hours. What's up, B. Hannon? It, 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 was, it, was, it was a lot. It was a lot to process and digest. And, again, my insomnia allowed me to watch it all. Actually, I didn't even finish. I didn't even watch the last 20, 30 minutes or 15 minutes or so. Whatever. I don't know how far I got most of, I got the gist of it, but I'll say this. I specifically speaking about the stolen joke. And if you don't know, um, I wonder if I could find it. Let's see. YouTube, uh, cat. Let's see. Cat Williams, Cedric, the entertainer stolen joke. <laughs> Jared said, yeah, I'm about to split that up into 20 minute segments. It, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, whew. um, let's see. I'm trying to just find the video. Oh, maybe this will work. I just I just need the joke, bro. I don't need you on screen with it. I don't need you on screen with it. Why? Why we got to do that? I can't find it. I mean, I want to find it, but without all of the the extras, right? Like, without all the commentary and shit. But nonetheless, it's basically the premise was Cat Williams did a joke on BET where um, he... He talks about driving in a car and it's not working and he's got to, he gets out and pushes and he does all that. And then Cedric the Entertainer, years later, and Cat claims that Cedric saw the joke, acknowledged the, the greatness of the joke and said, hey man, you're doing a great job. I love that joke you do. Your closer is great. And then on the Kings of Comedy, he does a joke about um, white people trying to get away from black people by going to the moon, but we're going with you. Being a spaceship, one headlight out, tags uh, in the situation, and then 
you know, he does this thing where he's driving a spaceship, like he's parallel parking it. And it's very similar. Cat had music playing and he's showing the driving and he's putting it in and he's starting. And Cedric's had a lot of the same beats, the same moments of the joke, but it was a spaceship and not a, a car. And it, you know, there were some other things that he did. Cedric had a cigarette in his mouth and, at the end of the day, as a comic, the jokes were very, very, very similar. Um, and I'll, I'll give you an example of, of, a, of a, 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 a time when somebody said that, uh, not, didn't accuse me of stealing a joke, but said that a joke that I do was too similar to theirs and asked me to drop it or change it. And it actually worked out for the best. Um, <laughs> said I've been, I've seen every club Shay Shay. It was definitely the longest. I almost missed Barry and Trey listening to it yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Rudy Ross said, ask me anything. How many of your jokes have been stolen? That's a good question. I'm going to add that to the queue. Don't let me forget. Okay. By the way, let me just acknowledge real quick. Cause I'd feel like an asshole if I didn't, uh, Donna, thank you for the 22 bits, sweetie. Love you, boo boo. Uh, Posh, thank you for resubscribing. Posh just resubscribed for 23 months, sir. Thank you, Homo Astros fan. Thank you for the 100 bits. And Jesus, thank you for the 15 bits. Okay, back to it. Here's the deal. Uh, I actually had a comic one time. Um, I, so I used to do this while well, I still do a joke where I talk about, yeah, you know, my wife, uh, she doesn't, uh, oh, uh, I'm trying to think of how to do this. My wife doesn't do a certain thing in the bedroom anymore. It's a joke. And um, in fact, she's so proud of not doing it you would think that uh, she it was like AA to her. Like she's having meetings and she's like, I got my 10-year chip, y'all. And like, and so that was the whole bit, right? Um, and I kind of likened not doing that particular thing in the bedroom to quitting drinking. She quit that like she quit drinking and was an AA and encouraging all the ladies in the neighborhood that they could do it too one day at a time, yada, yada, yada. It was okay. It was good. It was pretty good. Um, and then I had a comic come up to me and say, Hey fam, you know, I have, and it wasn't Trey cause he used the word family. Um, but he goes, Hey bro. So I've got this joke and I don't know. I, you might have heard it. I think you did, but he goes, I do a joke where my uncle, uh, is married and he talks about being married. Like it's AA or something like that. And I was like, Oh, well, this isn't that. He goes, yeah, but it's really close and using AA and all that. And uh, I was like, okay. Now, no, no. Normally, you know, we're being in the same city, so. But normally, I'd be like, yeah, that's not the same, bro. I'm not, I'm not dropping that or fixing that. One, I respected this dude, and two, I was like, that's not that big of a deal, man. I don't, I don't need. I, I can, I can change the joke. So what I actually ended up doing, and some of you that have been to my shows may have heard this joke. I actually ended up changing it to where now I I do it as if my wife was so proud that she doesn't do that thing anymore that she brags about it like she quit smoking. And so instead of doing quitting drinking and AA, I was like, okay, how can I change this joke to be just as funny but different? And so I went with the quitting smoking thing. And when you know the joke is actually better now than it was when I was doing the AA thing, it hits so much harder and I go through different scenarios and I, yeah, I, I punch it up and, uh, 
And it was really a blessing that I changed the joke because it made the joke better that I likened it to her quitting smoking as opposed to quitting drinking. And it, and it just, it works better. It flows better. And I love the joke and it's very funny. And uh, I'll admit it. It's a funny joke and people like it. So um, it was actually, the dude did me a favor by requesting I change it. But um, it happens. You know, there's this thing that we all talk about in comedy called parallel thought. And parallel thought is not uncommon in this business. Um, I'll give you a good example. I had a joke when I first started. I wrote a really crude, dirty joke about um, I was it is around the time that uh, 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 Angelina Jolie had both of her breasts removed because there was a concern that she could end up getting breast cancer. So she had uh, both of them removed just in case. And then I kind of wrote a joke about, man, that got me thinking, what if I, you know, what if I there, could I, could I do that with my balls? Could I, could I go and have both removed just in case to prevent getting testicular cancer? So the joke that I wrote was, um, I asked the doctor about that. And then my, my, my follow-up question was, would I still be able to have kids? And he's like, no, that's not how that works at all. Like you got to have them. He's like, but you can freeze your sperm. And save it for later if you want to have kids. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, by the way, do y'all know how long it takes to fill up an ice cube tray with, with your own sperm? That's, that's a long damn time. Like three and a half weeks. And that was my bit. That was my joke. And then I kind of went further with it, which was way more disgusting um, that I stopped doing on it. But that was the joke in a, in a, in a nutshell. <sighs> Didn't mean to do that. Um... And one day I'm at home, one day I'm at home watching Gotham Comedy Live and just randomly out of nowhere, some, some comedian I've never heard of, on the, he's from the East Coast, I don't know who this dude, to this day I couldn't tell you his name, I have no idea, I don't remember. All I know is that he goes on and he does a damn near identical joke. <laughs> CeCe's like, okay, I don't want the ice maker no more. <laughs> Love you, CeCe. But he goes on and he does a similar joke where he's like, my wife and I, we want to make sure that we can have babies later. And since you never know, we had some of our my sperm frozen. And uh, man, do you know how long it takes to fill up an ice cube tray? And I was like, what? Now, I had never done this joke uh, on TV or radio. I was very early in my career. So if, if this dude saw the joke, he was at a local bar or pub or open mic in Houston, Texas, saw me working on it and making it better, uh, and then stole it and went back to the, It was just impossible, right? Like this dude, there's no way. Um, so I was like, well, damn, okay. So there's kind of an unwritten rule in comedy where if you, the first person to get the joke on TV gets to keep the joke. That's kind of the rule. And anybody else that does a similar joke has to drop that joke. I think that's kind of gatekeeper-ish to this point, but back then that was kind of the rule. You know what I mean? Because now I can take every joke I do, put it on the internet, it's got a timestamp, and I can go back and go, nah, pimp, I've been doing that joke since 2018. You can suck it. I'm not dropping that joke. I'm not dropping that joke. Your, your, your thing on TV came out in 2023. So, no, I'm not. Right? Um, but I didn't have that, and I kind of was learning from old school comics that were very much like, nope, first one on TV wins. So I dropped the joke. 
And quite honestly, it, it's not that great of a joke. It's kind of funny, kind of gross. <clears throat> but that happens a lot. Like a lot, a lot. Like my closer right now, I saw another comedian doing a very similar joke. Now I'm kind of suspect of this dude being a joke thief. But I was like, hmm, that's very similar. And the dude has seen me do it or knows I did. And I was like, but you know what? At the end of the day, I don't give a shit because mine's better and I do it better. So do you. I don't care. But just so you understand, um, comics, that's the, that is the ultimate, especially if you're a young comic or a new comic and that's your closer, like Cat, and you think Cedric the Entertainer stole it, put it on one of the greatest comedy specials of our era when the Kings of Comedy released that tape. So I get it. And, you know, Cat had some beef, man. He had to get something off his chest. One of my favorite things in the, of the whole Club Shay Shay with Cat and uh, Shannon Sharp was when he goes, Shannon goes, well, this will be our last episode. We ain't never going to get, none of these comedians are coming back. Nobody's going to come back. And Cat Williams goes, are you crazy? He goes, man, all of them are coming back because they're going to want to be able to give their two cents again. He's like, man, I'm up here telling the truth. I just opened up a whole new world for you. You're going to have Oprah on your show now. Uh, and he might be right, man. He might be right. I don't know. I don't know what to make a cat. I don't know him. I don't know a lot about him. Uh, what's up, Eric? What I do know is that he comes across as a little crazy. There was some grandstanding. And um, I don't know what his motivation was. But if it was to get attention, oh, he got it. Cedric the Entertainer actually went out and um, took to his Instagram and said, look, man, I didn't steal the joke. It's a different joke. I've been doing that joke for 30 years. I was doing it before Cat maybe even started comedy. I don't know when he started, but I was probably doing pieces of the whole thing long before he did it. And he talked about the differences, like mine has a cigarette. And it's like, well, that's not really, I mean, to, to the lay person that doesn't know comedy, you might take that for what it's worth and go, oh, okay. But I mean, a comedian looks at that and goes, yeah, so you just added something to try to hide the fact that you took it. Because putting a cigarette in your mouth doesn't, doesn't mean it's, it's not a stolen joke. You just modified it a little bit. You just tweaked it a little bit. So I don't know. I don't know who to believe. I don't know. I, all I know is I watch both jokes. I encourage you to do the same. Google Cat Williams, Cedric the Entertainer, Stolen Joke. Watch both and you decide. You decide. I don't know. As for all the other inflammatory stuff that he said, I'm here for it. I'm shit. I'm the captain of Petty Town. I'm the captain of Petty Town. Um, Clarence said, Sed and Steve have too much money to really respond to him. Well, that's what he's, you know, Cat. If you listen to Cat speak it, he's he's richer than everybody. He's one of the richest people in the world. He was like, don't look up my net worth because that's not what it is. And I didn't even do it. And I'm going to do it now. Cat Williams net worth. There's no way. Um, There's no way he could be worth more than Steve Harvey. Oh, here. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Cat Williams' net worth up for debate as far as he's concerned. Says his net worth is far more than what's been reported. Here are the details. Uh, Friday After Next Cat uh, has a whole lot to say on the subject of his net worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the purposes of at least the beginning of the story, let's focus on while and out. Okay. 
Uh, it says, because there's enough here to make anyone's eyebrows raise, given that Cat has made many well wild claims, ranging from his $53 million to embezzlement. Okay. Um, so what's his net worth? It's been reported that the comedian and dad of eight has a net worth of just $2 million. But the star himself has addressed this number, calling it out as false and claiming to have a lot more money in the bank. In fact, Kat said in January that he made as much as $10 million on his last Netflix comedy special, which is obviously far more than his total reported net worth. He also said he earns more than 100000 for every small town show he does. Um, he said he turned down $50 million four times to keep his integrity. Um, but he's, yeah, he said he's one of the richest men that ever lived. And I think he was making a point that rich doesn't mean money. He's rich in because he has his integrity and people around him and family and friends and, you know, all that stuff makes him wealthy and rich. And it's not just money. Okay. Um, Sean says said needs to quit. He stole that joke, but I still like both of them. All right. Uh, Eric said in comedy, how often does it happen that a joke is very similar? A lot. I mean, look, we're not. None of us are are breaking any ground here. You know what I mean? Until something uh, society-wise comes out. And I'll give you a good example. And this could be a little sensitive, but, you know, like right now, LGBTQ plus and the trans community um, have had an awakening of of sorts. And that is very much a topic, both politically, uh, pop culture, society. And, and so we're, as a, as a society, we're, we're those of us that aren't familiar with it are learning how to navigate the waters of both, um, or, or I should just say of the LGBTQ plus movement and, and, and plight, I guess might be the right word. So for the rest of us, we're trying to figure that out. Where do I fall in this? What do I believe? Who do I support or who do I not support or whatever? And and so you might hear some people, you know, like, and that was going to be my point, Tony. I watched Chappelle's special this morning. And he's, you know, first joke right off the rip was a trans joke. I thought it was hilarious, but that's what he did. Um, and it's kind of been his lane for the last couple of specials just because he's not going to back down from the public pressure that the LGBTQ plus community has put on. him. It's not going to do it. Sometimes I think some of these guys, like, they're too big to fail, right? They're too big to cancel. Chappelle is one of them. The entire LGBTQ plus community can boycott them, but guess what? That's not his audience anyways. So if they don't ever buy a ticket or watch his special, he don't give a shit. And he's certainly, if he'll walk away from $50 million with Comedy Central, he's certainly not worried about losing any potential ad deals in the process. He's going to stay true to his art form, true to what he thinks is funny, and, and true to what he thinks this fan base will appreciate and enjoy. That's all he cares about, and I respect it. I mean, I might not necessarily agree with everything he says, but at least as a comedian, I respect it. I thought that first joke was was genius, uh, the way he did it. You know what I mean? Just from an from a engineering nuts and bolts perspective, it was really good. Uh, he'll keep doing it as long as it bothers folks. That's exactly right, Tony. That's exactly right. Chappelle is going to keep making jokes like that and and double down as long as he knows it's pissing people off because he's proven his point. Um, so, yeah, we're not, 
I say all that to say we're not blazing any trails over here. You know what I mean? Like, if you've been to a show, you know that I talk about smoking weed and or drinking, being married, feeling old and being old, feeling fat and being fat. I mean, like, these are not topics where I'm blazing a trail. Like, at least some, you know, guys and gals maybe doing trans material or LGBTQ plus material. You know what I mean? Like these are not, this, I'm not blazing any trails with any of this. I'm making them uniquely mine and, and unique to my experience or whatever, or whatever I think is funny. So is there parallel thought? Absolutely. Especially, especially when you consider that most people, there's a finite amount of topics at a, at a broad level. It's either going to be relationships. It's going to be, it's, it's, it's comedians. Our whole point is to talk about the human experience. So no, we're not going to be, you know, coming up with a, oh man, you know what's crazy about living on Mars? Like nobody's lived on there. So it happens a lot uh, to answer your question. Um, it happens uh, um, more often than you would think. Eric. And the question was in comedy, how often does it happen that a joke is very similar? And more often than you would think. Much more often than you would think. And um, to answer Rudy Rod's question, um, Rudy Rod asked... Oh, shit. Where'd he go? How many of your jokes have been stolen? Well, that's the thing, man. Joke thieves are at least smart enough to not do it in front of you. You know what I mean? So unless you see somebody doing it online or on TV, you really don't know. Well, there's one other way to find out. A lot of times what will happen is somebody will do your joke in a town or in a city or at a, at a venue that maybe they don't think you go to or not thinking about the fact that you go there. And then you show up and you do the joke and somebody goes, man, the guy here last week did the same joke. That's crazy. You're like, what? I've been doing this joke for seven years. That's odd. And then you go back and look who was here last week. And then you realize, oh, this guy has seen me do this joke or this girl knows that I. So, yeah, there's ways to find out, but it's not always easy, especially for somebody at my level. Although there is one joke that I do. And I saw someone doing very similar. And I had to think to myself, is this me overreacting because I know them? Or, or is this in its parallel thought? Or is this thievery? Now, the guy has been known to steal jokes. So I was like, I'm leaning towards thief. You know what I mean? There are guys in the business and gals in the business. Amy Schumer, I don't want to leave out the females that have been accused of being notorious joke thieves, especially comics that maybe they think nobody has ever heard of or will ever hear of. And that's a lot of times who becomes the victims of joke thievery. Good young comic. Trey Tutson would be the ideal joke thief candidate. I could see so many comics stealing his shit because they look at what a brilliant mind he has for writing comedy, but then they think, ah, he ain't shit. He is never going to be shit. I'm big. I'm I'm blah, blah, blah. I could do that joke. Nobody ever find out. And in Trey's case, he'd be like, whatever. I'll just write another one. I don't give a shit. I don't need that. Because he's prolific as far as producing material. But some cats like me that don't write all the time are like, yo, if you steal my clothes, or, uh, uh, bro. And a lot of people will tell you, hey, just be better, man. Write a new closer. True. But I'm not there yet. So... Uh. But yeah, I I I think it depends on, you know, the comics and 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 who cuz there's been some comics that you guys 
would never believe were joke thieves or had their reputation. I shouldn't say they were because that's not fair because I don't know for sure. They didn't steal anything of mine, but there are a lot of comics, great comics, that have the reputation of being a joke thief. Right? So um, just names off the top of my head that I always remember. Ralphie May was uh, known and considered to be a, a notorious joke thief. Robin Williams was a notorious joke thief. Of course, there's Carlos Mencia, which Joe Rogan made famous for being a joke thief. Um, Amy Schumer has been accused of being a joke thief. Uh, they, I mean, the list goes on and on. And I will say this, Terrence, thank you for the resub, buddy. 12 months is, is badass. Thank you. Hey, what's up, Ring General? Um, good to see you. So, um, <laughs> Sean said I don't get Trey's comedy. I really don't think he's funny, and that's not me just hating stuff. Listen, dude, it's very subjective, man. It's very subjective. There are people that think Trey is one of the funniest people they've ever seen and, and think I'm one of the worst they've ever seen and vice versa. There are people that think I'm absolutely hilarious and just don't get it. Why does everyone like Trey? It's just, it's all subjective. You know what I mean? Like I may not be a fan of cat Williams. Does that mean he's not funny or prolific? No, it's just not my taste, not my style. So I get it. It's not you being a hater. You just, you don't think he's funny. So that's fine. That's, that's not a big deal. And ain't, ain't nobody going to judge you for that. You like what you like and you don't like what you don't like. No big deal. Um, forget what I was talking about. Joke thievery. Oh, um, yeah, I was going to make another point. See, I got to stop looking at the chat so much. Damn it. I had a really good point I was going to make. Anyway, so if you, if you have questions, throw them in the chat. We're going to get to some sports now. But I just wanted to talk about that and kind of, I mean, that is such a hot topic right now. I just figured I'd give you my two cents from a guy who a low-level pee on nothing in this business that watches that and goes, hmm, interesting. Uh, DJ Maddie said bad publicity is still good publicity. No, that's not how the saying goes. That's not how the saying goes at all. There's no such thing as bad publicity. It's just publicity is the way that a lot of people look at it. But bad publicity is still good publicity is not accurate. But I get your point. But no. Um, handicapped folks got blindsided by Chappelle. They did. I won't ruin the special for you, but if you haven't seen it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amos, if Michael Blackson can sell out the Houston Improv one weekend and bought a Bentley, Cat does 100 theater shows a year. I think he's doing okay. I mean, let's if you want, let's talk a little bit about comics pay and how that works. Um, when you get a theater, you don't just get the door, right? Like, let's, I, a friend of mine, William Lee Martin, is doing his tour and he's he's touring doing theaters which by the way hashtag goals let me just put it out in the universe now i don't need to be the most famous comic in the world i don't need to be the the, the richest you know what i want to be able to do i want to be able to do a 50 to 75 city tour every year for my fans and my people and my fan base and and live comfortably on that uh that 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 would just i don't have to have you know netflix special and Fame and notoriety, man. And, and you know, William Lee Martin isn't, 
famous per se, although he was on the blue collar comedy tour for a while, you know, but what he has is he's found his niche. He's found his fan base and it has just grown exponentially and he tours on it and he's living most comics dreams. Some comics aim, you know, to a level that they'll never obtain, but Hey, it's good to have those dreams. Certainly living my dream. I'd love that. So, and it was cool to be able to do that tour with him during Christmas last year and see how it kind of all works. So here's the thing. Uh, think of it like this, right? If you, uh, let's see, how can I do this? Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Hey, what's up? Steven weather guy. Um, I'm here. I'm here. Did I miss the bullshit hour? Yes. We're wrapping up. Let's see. Sean, you're not alone. His sex conversations make me feel uncomfortable, but that's just me. Donna, I'm glad I'm not the on that island by myself. Yes, Donna, the threesome joke story was too much. Oh, yeah. And again, it's not for everybody. You know what I mean? I get it. Some people loved it, and 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 some people don't. So yeah, and, but I appreciate you guys that that stick it out. What I love and respect about Donna and Sean and Jared and so many others um, is there it's we're, we're just in this weird place as a society where if I don't like one thing about a thing, I don't like all of that thing. And we've lost a lot of people on this show because of that. They didn't like one thing I said or they don't like my views on race and 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 social politics. And so because of that, they would rather just not consume anything else, right? Or maybe they don't like my views on guns, and so they bail out or whatever. I had to get on poor Marine the other day because he called me a liberal, and it made me angry. I'm not. Socially, yes. Fiscally, no. So, look, I, I you know, all of that aside, what I admire about Donna and Sean and Jared and Chris Reyes and so many of you others who don't necessarily agree with everything we talk about on this show or don't necessarily like everything that we talk about or that you hear on this show, but you're still open-minded enough and adult enough and big enough of a person where you go, well, it's one thing. Um, I like everything else, so I'm not going to be like, that's it, you know? I I respect that. I really do because I know that that's not easy to find in people these days. It's just not. So just know that you guys have my utmost respect for that. And I love it. All right. Um, so let's just let's just add this up real quick. Because Amos said, uh, if Michael Blackson can sell out the Houston Improv one weekend and bought a Bentley, Cat does 100 theater shows a year. Think of how he's doing. Um, so let's let's break it down, right? So when you go to a theater, when you do a theater tour, you don't just get to keep the door. And that's one of the advantages. See, I hope that's not true. See, I'm just I'm just supporting to rebel against my mom. I really hope that's not true. I love you too much. You can't come out of here wearing a goddamn tank top every day. I'm out. Just saying. What? You wait, what? You come out here wearing a goddamn tank top every day. I'm out. Just I don't know what that means. Claire said, what do you mean big enough? 
Uh, Rudy said, yeah, I don't like when you talk about sports. I stick around for everything else. Oh, see, there you go. I don't, I don't agree with your Raptors talk, but I stick it out. Well, you're, uh, you're the bigger person, Steven fat. Okay. Um, uh, none of like that nonsense except the weirdo. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you leave minds alone. All right, back to it. Focus people. Focus, focus. We're doing math. This is probably going to go badly too. Cause I'm not good at math. As you guys know. Uh, let me see if I can make this uh, bigger. That's what she said. I hate you. Okay, cool. Uh, nope, that didn't work. There we go. That works. Okay, so here's what you have to know about tours versus clubs or theaters versus clubs. When you're doing a tour of theaters, yes, you get to keep all the money you make. Well, Kind of. A lot of places will have a deal where um, it'll depend. They'll pay you a flat fee or um, you can, the theater is yours. You, You pay to rent it. You have to pay the staff to work it. You have to pay the the audio engineers. You have to pay the the stage crew. You have to pay um, you know the the concession, which by the way, usually the theater keeps. You might get a small cut, but usually not. And they get a cut of all your merch, and it just depends on what you negotiate. Some might be twenty percent. Some might be thirty. Some might be ten. I don't know. Just depends, right? But you got to pay the rent, and um, you got to pay your crew. You got to pay your talent. You have to pay for load in and load out crews, security. You got to get insurance. I mean, there's a lot, a lot, lot, lot that goes into a theater tour. So let's just say you have a theater that seats one thousand people, and your average ticket price. I don't know what is what is Cat Williams's average ticket price. Let's go to his. Let's go to his website, Cat Williams. Mm, let's see the root. He's got the internet just going crazy. Here you go. CatWilliamsLive.com tour dates, Austin, Texas. He's at the HEB Center at Cedar Park. You go to Ticketmaster. And tickets are. Let me bump over here. Oh, golly. Okay. So uh, stop. I don't want that. So tickets are 78 bucks. Yeah, that's 78 bucks. Let's uh, all the way up to 253. Wow. I'm guessing 253 is down here. Yeah, let's see what that is. Yeah, those tickets are $253. So they range from 62 to 253. Now, not all of those are going to be, like I said, 253. Let's uncheck that. What does this one cost? Uh, 128. Yeah, so it's going to depend. What does that one cost? That one costs 178. So you can see, like, yeah, your front row versus the rest. It's going to be. So let's say that the average ticket price for him is 100 bucks. Okay. Um, and I'm just going to use these round numbers that I had earlier because I don't want to, I don't want to complicate this by being like, how many does this seat or whatever? Well, let's just say 
That HEB Center is in the middle of nowhere. What's up, Shock? Uh, schoolwork. I'm out. JK, what's up, Alex? Uh, this option two sucks. Don't do that. I don't know what that means. Uh, HEB just needs to put a stage on top of all their stores. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, I don't know what that place holds. HEB Center at Cedar Park. Uh, let's see. HEB Center at Cedar Park capacity. This place holds 8,700 people. That's a lot. All right. So if my man's is getting, we're just, I just want to see. Let's see. If he's got 8,700 times 100, he's making $870,000 for one show, one night in Austin. Now, I have no idea what that place costs to rent, but it can't be cheap. You figure how much crew you have to pay, how much. Um, so it, it, it quickly becomes a thing where would he make 100K on that? Yeah, maybe so. He might. He might walk away with 100K. But when you're looking at the gross of 870 on average, and I really think it would be less than that. Uh, I don't even know what it costs to rent that place, right? But I can tell you, let's use some some smaller numbers here, um, just because. So I know, like, there's a theater. Let's say it holds 250, and you're charging uh, 50 bucks a pop. You're making 12,500. It could cost five grand to rent that theater. Now you've got to pay your talent. Um, you might pay them a thousand. Now you've got to pay for uh, staff. That's going to run you probably another, we'll call it 1500 Actually, you know what? You got to, you, usually you tip some folks too. So probably another 2000 for the night. Um, You've got to have insurance, which is probably 1000 So your net, uh, if you're just somebody like me maybe, or my buddy William or whatever, and this is just all rough numbers, but uh, you might, you might walk away with 3500 plus merch, right? Plus merch. So if you sold, you know, I don't know, if you sell shirts for 30 bucks and you sold 300 of those, or no, you sold 100 of those times 30, that's that's $3,000. You got to give the venue 25%, so your net is what? 2250. So now you're doing 2250 plus 3500. So you're walking away with 5750 for one night one show okay let's keep that in mind <clears throat> because i know too um uh what does it say what is the insurance for obviously i know what it's for but in this instance what's it for yeah good question the insurance is for if somebody gets hurt if somebody on your staff gets hurt if somebody you have causes an injury or let's say you've got um one of your load in load out guys like a roadie who's in charge of just getting all the stuff out of the truck and setting it up. Let's say he accidentally sets a curtain on fire, which burns down the theater. That's why you have to have insurance. What if somebody gets stabbed? You know what I mean? Like all that's on you. When you rent the place, you're responsible for everything. Everything that goes on. Someone gets hurt or robbed or stabbed or has a heart attack and dies. Or, you know, if you don't have medical staff on site or ready or security or there's a riot, like it's all, it's, it can get crazy. <laughs> Alice said, geez, I would not have had that last shot if I knew it was math. So 
uh, is that each show or the whole weekend? Now that's a that's 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 what I was gonna get to, Dubs. So you do one theater in one town one night. That's what you might walk away with after you pay everything. We'll call it uh, fifty-seven fifty, right? Roughly. Um, but that's one night. So you might you might get booked at a club in that same town that wants to pay you three grand or or two grand, right? Or yeah, let's say three grand. Okay, they want to pay you three grand for the weekend. You're going to do one show Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, and one Sunday. So you're doing six shows. Now, some of those shows, there might be um, 40 people at the show. Some of them might be, you know, uh, 150. So let's say you average, uh, you do 40 on a Thursday and a Sunday, that's 80, right? Um, and then you'd average 125 a show for the next four shows. So that's what, 250 is 500. So you're seeing about 580 people, okay? If everybody's paying 25 bucks to get in, it's 14.50 for the weekend. You're doing six shows, right? Now the club is giving you the three grand. And that's what the club is making, but they got to cover the food and the and the staff and everything else. Well, they got to the, the food covers itself, but that's the door, right? That's what's left after they give you your three grand cut. But they also pay the staff. They pay the the acts like the opening acts and all that. That's that's it. You just get your cut. But remember now you're doing six shows of merch. So you're probably selling more than a than a hundred shirts. So you're probably selling. Let's say you sell twenty five shirts a show at least so i'd say you'd probably sell closer to 150 to 200 shirts so let's say 150 times 30 so now you're making 4500 plus 3000 so you're making 7500 dollars and you're like yo so that's 7500 dollars versus what we said was 52 5500 no 5750 right minus 5750 it's a difference of $1,750 as a comedian. But the real difference is it's six shows over four nights on the road, four nights in a hotel, four nights. Oh, by the way, that's your other costs. You have all your travel costs. If you're paying for your own theater, you're paying for your own hotels. In this case, the, the, the club puts you up. So you don't have those expenses. So we probably making less than fifty seven or, or or yeah fifty seven fifty. You can probably take out that seven fifty. So so you're probably netting a thousand after travel costs because usually you buy dinner and so it's a difference of a thousand bucks. But I'm doing one show one night versus six shows over four nights. So if I could do one show one night in this town and make five thousand and then go to the next show the next night in the next town and make five thousand. That's two shows in two nights on a Friday and a Saturday and then I'm home. I'm gone. Sunday I travel back and I'm done. I made ten grand over two days. So yeah, it can be lucrative. But the bigger the venue, the more the cost, right? The bigger you got you got travel for everybody. You've got so I think people just see a number and go, wow, um, hundred bucks a ticket. If it holds 10,000, that's, that's crazy or 8,700. 
What did we say that that one was? Whatever. Yeah, 8,700. 870K is a lot. There's a ton that goes into covering that cost. A ton. So, plus you've got media and marketing to sell the tickets. Like, it's a whole ass business, right? So, I know Amos said that he walks away with 300K. I promise you that is not the case. Now, here's the other side of that, right? So, the other side of that is a guy like Ralphie May. You might know this specifically. Uh, he'll do a 100% door deal with the Houston Improv because he knows he's going to sell out every show when he comes to Houston. He's going to do usually one show Thursday, two shows Friday, three shows Saturday, one show Sunday. So what? One, two, and three is six, seven, maybe seven shows. And he's going to probably sell his tickets for an average of... Uh, 50 bucks a pop. So seven shows. Let's say I think the improv holds 450. If everybody's paying on average 50 bucks. And now he's going to pay staff. He's going to pay, not staff. He's going to pay his people. He travels in a bus. You know, he's got all that to cover. So yeah, Ralphie may, it would be nothing for him to leave Houston with a hundred thousand dollars in his pocket. Nothing. Nothing. And the improv loves it because they, they ain't got to pay for people. They just sell food and drinks, right? So if that was the case, and again, I don't know the specifics of the numbers. But that's that's how, that's the different ways to get paid. But the thing with Ralphie May is, that's seven shows. You know what I mean? You're there in Houston for seven, you know, five nights. So it's, it's there's a, there's a lot to, each has their pros and cons. And what every comedian really wants to do is to be able to get to the point where they can uh, own and control their own destiny. A lot of comedians can't wait to get out of the clubs and do theater tours. That's the kind of the ultimate right now. To be able to tour, uh, you know, on your own, do your own tour, pick your own cities, pick your own nights, all that, and you own it all. It's a lot more involved. It's a lot more risk. It's a lot more cost. But you, you tend to make more in the end because you can control all that. So, um, uh, so yeah, there's just, you know, do I think Cat Williams lied about making a hundred K in a city? No, I don't think that. I don't think it's 300 K, but yeah, I think he could absolutely do that. Does that happen every time? I don't know. I don't know. But if he's doing a hundred cities and he's making a hundred K a city, which I, uh, that'd be surprising. He's making $10 million in a year. Okay. That's that, you know, after all those other expenses and stuff. So yeah, very well could be very well. Could be, uh, that must be what Blackson did. He said he made 110. Yeah, exactly. He keeps the door. Now I do know this. I do know this about Michael Blackson specifically Amos. So Andy Huggins and I, uh, we drove to Austin. We had a show in Austin. Uh, we had a couple shows in Austin over the weekend. We were doing like f- three or four different venues and we got in a little early and we were like, Hey, let's go to cap city comedy club, which was the big club in Austin for a very long time. And let's just go hang out and watch the show. I don't even know who's there, but you know, it's comedy. We're comics. You hang out at comedy clubs. So, so let's go. We drive in, pull up, go in. 
And we're like, hey, this is Andy. I'm Barry. We're comics from Houston. We're in town doing some other shows. Just thought we'd pop in and watch. Not looking for stage time. I'm just going to pop in and have a drink and watch the show. They were like, oh, sorry. Uh, can't let you in this weekend. Michael Blackson is here. And it was like, we can't just sit in the back and, and watch the show. And they were like, no, um, we don't allow that because he clicks the room. And uh, clicking the room is a term where somebody will, if they've got a door deal, they count every butt in seat. So if you have a venue that holds 100 people, or like the improv, let's say you have a venue that has 450 seats in it like the Houston Improv, what you'll have is, you know those counters that just go up one, two, three, four, five, six, kind of like an umpire will have like balls and strikes, but it's just a, a dial with maybe 1,000 or 10,000 on it. Michael Blackson will have his manager or assistant or, hell, I don't know, maybe his feature or whatever. I don't know. But one of them will sit there at a certain and a designated time. And maybe they do it a couple times a night. But they will stand there and click every head that is in a seat, a paid-for seat in that venue. So a lot of times comics, like, you know, I'll go to, if I go and watch somebody at the improv, I'll sit in the back or I'll find an empty spot and sit or hang out. You know what I mean? If it's sold out, I might chill in the DJ booth. But... If you're on the show, they'll be like, nope, don't sit. You can't sit in a seat. You can sit in the DJ booth or you can sit in the office or you can stand against the wall when they might even count you as standing room only if it's sold out. So they got certain rules because some comics will have somebody sit there go one, two, three, four, five, and literally count every butt in every seat so that they know, all right, tonight we had 448. And if they are getting 50 bucks a pop, they're like 448 times 50, you owe us $22,400 for the show. Next show, same thing. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, seven, twelve. That's what they're doing. And they're doing that every show, every night, because some comedy clubs don't have a good reputation. And they may be like, well, we sold 400 tickets. And you're like, really? Because we counted 428. And you might be like, well, what's what's uh, 28 times 50? What's an extra $1,400? For some clubs, it's everything. If they can sneak $1,400 away from the comic, they'll do it. They'll absolutely do it. So it's not unheard of for shady clubs to lie and say they sold less tickets than they did. Or, well, we gave uh, some of those tickets away. I don't care. Not my problem. Uh, I count butts and seats. That's the deal. Butts and seats. That's it. Now, you know, maybe they get some reporting or maybe some clubs are just like, well, here's the report and this is what we're paying you. Maybe that's the deal, right? This is from online and whatever. But I do know we weren't allowed in because he clicks the room. He counts every single person. One, two, three, four, five. That's it. That's how many we sold. And that's how much money I want. So they're like, we ain't paying for y'all. That's an extra hundred bucks. You ain't going to drink the, the, your, your, your worth. So no. Sean said Michael Blackson is terrible, hasn't uttered a funny word in his life. I disagree, but I'm not a fan, but I disagree. So, yeah, so that's that's kind of uh, that's how some of that works. That's the, some of the ins and outs. And we got way off track with the whole Cat Williams thing. But I hope that was at least kind of informative or interesting to learn a little bit about the business that I'm in. Uh, and now maybe when I bitch and complain or, you know, 
talk about my career and goals and all that, you kind of get a better idea of where I want to be eventually, which is, I just want to earn a good living doing this. All right. So now let's talk some sports. Let's get some sports headlines. Go. All right, there's sports headlines for the day. Um, first one, Draymond Green is about to return to the Warriors facility and begin the process of getting back into game shape. He ain't back yet. All right, Adam Silver hasn't cleared him. The NBA hasn't cleared him. Uh, apparently, so far, he has followed all of the necessary requirements um, put forth by the NBA and Adam Silver, but he is not back yet or has not been reinstated yet. However, uh, he has returned to the facility uh, of the Golden State Warriors and um, has begun the process of trying to get back into game shape. Crazy thing is, man, he's losing about 150K per game, and he's already missed 11 games. So speaking of money, what is that, like 1.5 million, 1.6? Uh, 150 times 11, yeah, $1.65 million he's already missed being suspended from the NBA. So you know he's sitting in all the meetings. He's like, yes, I agree. Hitting people is bad. You should never do that. I'll never do that again. No way. No, hand to God, I swear. I'll never punch another Euro ever again unless they, you know, I mean, if they talk about my mama, I'm probably going to do that. But otherwise, I'm not punching random Euros on the court for no reason. Absolutely not. Can I go back now? Can I play? I mean, not that $1.65 million is is a huge loss to Draymond. Ah, what the hell am I talking about? $1.65 million is a lot of dollars to anybody. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. A lot of money. That may not be a lot of money to Jeff Bezos. How much is he worth? Uh, Jeff Bezos net worth. Wow. Yeah. Okay. $172.2 billion. Is that, what is that? What is that? 0.1%? 172. Oh, 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 oh. Ow, ow, ow. Yeah. Times 0.01. No, that's, that's, that's not even, that's not even right. Jesus. That would be 1.7 billion. 1% is one. Oh my God. What, what is that? That's crazy. That's a lot. Okay. You're right, Alan. Squirrel sighting. Way to bring me back. What up, Alec? Good to see you, brother. Does the NBA or Golden State get his lost money? Nobody does. It's, it's not a fine. You just don't have to pay him. So the Golden State Warriors don't have to cut him a check for those games because he's not playing. Amos said, if you lost that much money, you might punch someone else. Man, not if that's the reason you lost it. So, uh, yeah, no, they just don't pay him that money. It's not a fine, so the NBA doesn't get that money. Golden State just doesn't pay it. It's just sunk cost for him. So, yeah, he's uh, he should be back. The Nets have been fined. Speaking of fines, the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets have been fined $100,000 for violating the player participation policy as set forth by the NBA this year after the NBA was trying to crack down on, um, you know, people resting, load management on back-to-back games. The NBA stepped in and said, nah, we're not going to do this. Brooklyn apparently sat 
everybody on a back-to-back. And the NBA actually brought in doctors and physicians and looked over everything and was like, no, all these people could have played. And so the Nets got fined, and Jacques Vaughn, I believe, is the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, and he was like, eh, got to do what you got to do, man. I'm doing this for the betterment of our team. You're like 15 and and 20. What are you talking about the betterment of your team? I mean, hell, maybe he's right. Maybe sitting some of them raggedy-ass players they have is making them better because they're not running out that garbage every night. Maybe he's right. Maybe I'm looking at this incorrectly. So, yeah, and this is the first. It doesn't mean... It's the it's the the first time it's happened this year. Ooh, Lord, it's getting hot up in this bitch. I don't know if it's the this is the first time. It's the first I've heard of. It's the first fine I've heard. Let's see. Player participation policy. First team find. Let's see. Oh, it is. Brooklyn has become the first team to be slapped with the NBA under the new policy. Slapped by the NBA under the new policy. Uh, when the league announced a $100,000 first offense fine issued because the team sat several players on the bench for the December 27 game against the Bucks, which they lost 144 to 122. But here's the thing. The whole point of the policy was so that if, if Kawhi Leonard or LeBron James is coming to Houston for one game and one game only, and that game happens to be game two of a back-to-back what the NBA didn't want was a bunch of people paying jacked up ticket prices because it's LeBron to go to the arena only to find out he's not playing because of load management because it's a back-to-back and he's got to take care of his thighs. So the NBA was like, nah, fam, we're not going to do this. And and what you also saw was people stopped buying tickets for that very reason. I'm not buying, oh, Kawhi is in town. I ain't buying that. It's a back-to-back. He ain't going to play. So we're not going to buy tickets to the, to the game, especially when you find out he won't be playing a day or two in advance. The walk-up gate just suffers. So it wasn't advantageous for business. But in the case, uh, in the case of the Brooklyn Nets, um, let's see, who got sat? NBA said the decision to sit four rotation players, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, Cam Johnson, and Nick Claxton. If you don't get a chance to watch Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, Cam Johnson, or Nick Claxton play, are you like, this is egregious. This is preposterous. I want my money back. You probably didn't even pay to go there anyways. You're good, fam. This was not the, the Nick Claxton policy. This was the Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James uh, 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 um, uh, uh, Giannis Kumpo policy. Exactly. And he was like, who exactly? This is who you chose to find? This is who you were like, ah! This is the reason we have... <laughs> Look at that. This is the reason we have this, so that, so that the fans get to make sure for their hard-earned dollars that they get to watch Spencer Dinwiddie... Wrong button. Dorian Finney-Smith. Cam Johnson. And Nick Claxton. Exactly. Stupid. Not to mention, what is their, what is their, uh, what's their record right now? They just got beat by the Rockets. That tells you how bad they are. Nets are 15 and 20. 
minus 1.8, lost five in a row. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. Ever since they did that and benched all those or sat all those guys, they've lost every game since. So much for managing your load. That sounds gross. Uh, Steven said, let's be honest. Does anyone go to a game anymore actually expecting Kawhi Leonard to play? I would think so. I would think so. I just don't know if people go to a game wanting to watch Kawhi Leonard. I don't know that. I mean, there. I could think of if, look, let's do this. Uh, 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 if, if you were to name, if I gave you the opportunity to name three players that you would want to watch play in the NBA, you would pay money to go see play. I'd be curious how many of you would have Kawhi on your list. You can either put your list in the chat or just a simple, um, would you have Kawhi on your list, yes or no? Type a yes, type a no, or give me your list. Who's the three players you would pay to see? For me, I think it would be LeBron. Um, it would be Giannis. Man, I don't know. I think my third one would probably be somebody not superstar-ish. DJ Maddie, those are not anymore, okay? Could you just participate as asked and stop trying to be a trailblazer? You and Allen. Allen, didn't nobody ask for a one or a two? I said a yes or a no. And if you're not an NBA fan, you don't have to throw out any names. Just don't. Type. It's not a, It's not mandatory that you type your stupid ass uh, negative feedback. Sean. So Jeff said no. Amos says no. Oh, Jokic is a good one. I just don't want to watch Jokic play. Jokic is boring to me. I don't want to watch that dude play, but that's a good one. LeBron, Luka, and Greek Freak. That's a good one, Wallace. Damn it, Demata. If I could come through the screen and slap the chat out of you, I would. Donna said no. Yeah, so I mean, like, that's the that's the thing. I don't, specifically when it comes to Kawhi, I don't give a shit. I mean, I would want to, I would want to see someone that may, is like, um, maybe like a, the next, the next ringy dingy. You know what I mean? The next big star that we're sleeping on. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, Shea Gilgers, Alexander, um, Alperin Shingo. Okay. That's not okay. Whatever. But yeah, um, I think right now it'd be LeBron, the Greek freak and, and maybe Luca Jokic. I just have no, I just have I, Jokic is just like, I don't know. It'd be like watching a porn with nothing but missionary. Actually, you know, you know what, you know what Nikola Jokic is? He's the Cinemax sex scenes of the NBA. I mean, it's going to get you through. It's solid, you know, but it ain't. It's just whatever. It's just, it just works. It's just, it just gets it done. Maybe that's not a fair comparison. Um, If Dallas is coming to town, Luca better be playing. Mm. Ah. Season I gave my niece four tickets and one fifteen for last night's game. No interest. Uh, who'd they play last night? Who did they play? Uh, Brooklyn of all teams. Yeah. Yeah. See, you didn't need to go see any of those four names. No, thanks. 
And the Rockets beat them 112 to 101. Go figure. Uh, Jokic is an extra tall loaf of Wonder Bread. A little bit. Flip, Barry, Trey, and Jerome. There you go. There you go. Um, so that's that. One more, one more sports headline for you. That was weird. Oh, uh, two more sports headlines, I should say. Uh, officials have said that the a child playing with a cigarette lighter is what started the fire at Tyreek Hill's $6.5 million mansion northwest of Miami. What? I saw the video of this. This was crazy. This was crazy. It's crazy. Uh, it's just uh, the, 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 first of all, the house was amazingly beautiful. But the flames and the, it was just like, but the house is so big, it'd take forever to, to burn it all down. But damn, in this day and age, man, still got kids out here playing with fire. Look, I'm going to admit it. I was a pyromaniac when I was a kid. I think I've told the stories on this show before about playing with lighters and matches and fire. Got to be careful, man. But that was, if you heard about it, that, that, that's what they determined, that a child was playing with a lighter and started the fire at Tyreek Hill's home. That's a good question, uh, Alan. I didn't see if it was his kid. Let's see. Uh, child with lighters started fire at Tyreek Hill's home. It was an accidental fire. He did not provide the age of the child or the amount of damage caused by the fire. Hill was at the Dolphins practice facility for Sunday's regular season finale against the Bills. When the fire broke out, he left practice when he got word. House is located in the Southwest Ranches, which is 30 miles northeast northwest of Miami. Miami TV showed Black Smoke. Hill's agent told reporters Wednesday that some family members were home at the time of the fire. Oh. This family is safe. Excuse me. No one was injured. Uh, number one, no pets. So that for that, we're grateful. Thankfully, the fire was contained to a, a contained to a limited area in the home. Yeah, it doesn't say if the kid was his or not. Uh, but that's scary. The fact that the kid got out okay is is great. Because, yeah, I played with fire as a kid. It's, it's not no joke. Um, I don't know, Mark. Uh, he has several of them. So, yeah. It's 2024. Can we stop with cigarette lighters? It's a damn weed lighter. No, it's not. It could be a cigar lighter. Okay? The no flip. The kid was not Jackson Mahomes. Stop with your lies and your treachery. All right, last thing on the uh, uh, sports headlines. NCAA and ESPN have extended their broadcast deal for another eight years. Wow. Eight more years of the NCAA and ESPN ruining sports. I cannot wait. Let's be real. The reason why the bowls, uh, the, 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 the bowl season is in shambles, the reason it's in shambles is ESPN has ruined bowl season. That's just a fact. That's just a fact. So, well, are we excited that they are now taking on you know, eight more years of all the other sports as well? Volleyball. They're going to ruin volleyball. <laughs> I don't know if I can take it. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like, man, everything ESPN does as of late is just it's 1,000% about money, and they have completely lost track of the product itself. So, I don't know. 
Um, Old Miss running back heading to the transfer portal. Thank you, Ian, for that breaking news. ESPN is bad at money. ESPN is just, uh, they're the evil empire. Too, too big to fail, so they say. Oh, I have a, a interesting, here's a interesting question. Who do you think, if I made you pick, who uh if i made you pick between the two who would fail first sophia what's up girl uh if who would fail first espn or the nfl go vote in the poll get on my poll climb on my poll get on my poll sounds super creepy and I apologize. Uh, ESPN or the NFL, who do you think would fail first? Who's too big to fail? Are either of them too big to fail? Neither or both was not an option. Vote in the poll, Total Dallas. Don't put it in the chat. You mean you didn't watch the Toyota Corolla Bowl? Uh, sorry, I missed that. Hey, what's up, Sophia? Sophia said, can I ask you a question? Sorry to disturb. No worries. I need a new camera. What camera do you use for streaming? So I use a Canon EOS or EOS. I'm from Houston, Texas, so we don't pronounce shit appropriately. Uh, but I use a Canon EOS or EOS R. Um, and the reason I like it is it's uh, it's a mirrorless and it's full frame. So you get you get a wider shot just generally. Um, and it'll do 4k and, and, and all that, but that's not the most important part of it. Sophia, in my opinion, by the way, um, what you need to make sure you do is, uh, get a good lens for it. Right. So, Oh, they still do have the EOS R here. I'll show you real quick. Let's see. Chrome resize. Here you go. This is the this is the Canon page. This is the camera I use. There's the EOS R. There's the RP, the R10. They've got the 7, the 8. So this is the one I use. Um, like I said, oh, look, it's dead. It gone. But what's really important is the lens. And I don't remember what lens I have here. Let me see. Oh, okay. So the lens I have is a, uh, oh, hold on. Because I can even show you this. Like, this is the, yeah, so so this is this is my setup. Uh, excuse the dust. But, yeah, you can see, so that's the camera that I'm using right now, the EOS R. Uh, and it's there's the there's the lens I use, which uh, you really can't tell. Uh, it's an EFS 10 to 18 millimeter wide angle lens. So it gives a pretty good. But that's if you're going to spend money on something. Uh, spend money on the lens. Right. Spend, man, I need to dust my shit. Spend money on the lens because that's that's what gives you the best looking uh, stream. EOS are fairly cheap. Let's see what what. And I mean, you could get a newer one, but let's see, EOS. You could probably buy a used one. ESR refurbished. 
Um, yeah, you can get a refurbished one for about eight hundred. And you really, if you shop around and look at, um, I think I got my, or I got, it was an MPB or Adorama, but yeah, look around. You can find a, you can find a refurbished one for fairly cheap. So EOS R, but get you a really good lens for it. That's where you'll, that's where you should spend the money. So, all right. And welcome in long time. No talk. Hope you're doing well. Uh, hope things are going well for you. Flip. Ask me anything about anything. Yes. It's. Listen, I'm open. His pole is hard to see sometimes. You may need to squint. Shut up, Wallace. My pole has been swimming, okay? Mind your business. All right, let's... Um, so, the uh, the Pro Bowl teams were announced yesterday. And uh, I have in my hands tonight's top 10 list. Okay, I'm not David Letterman. Uh, I got your AFC teams and your NFC teams. But what you need to know, what you need to know about, but you're welcome, sweetie. Hope things are well. What you need to know about the teams. Um, so here is both. Let's see. Let's look. Oh, come on, dog. What else are we doing, baby? Baby, what is you doing? Uh, New York Mets signed Harrison Bader. Ian, you have the... Ian, I love you, brother. But if ADD was a chat, you would be it. Ian ain't never on topic. Ian just randomly posting breaking news or news. This is weird shit. Golf begins today in Hawaii. Love you, Ian. No one gives a shit about that. Okay, you distract me when I see shit like that. I'm like, what do I need to talk about that? Is that important? No. All right. Look, here is. Let's see. Oh, that's not it. Come on, fam. What are we doing, baby? There we go. There we go. Okay, that's definitely not it. All right, here you go. AFC starters. Here's the AFC Pro Bowl roster by position. Uh, quarterbacks, you got Tua Tango as the starter. He said, let's go, Mets. Uh, Tua, Lamar Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes are the quarterbacks. Raheem Mostert, James Cook, and Derrick Henry. What? What? Now, what you need to know, by the way, before you see some names like, oh, I don't know, Derrick Henry, and go, well, who kind of dumbass, did, who voted for that? Um... It's, it's split three ways, all right? The Pro Bowl, the way they vote for the Pro Bowl, one-third of the vote is the fan vote. One-third of it is coaches, and one-third of it is uh, players. So so that's that's why you might get some weird uh, selections, right? So Derrick Henry in, don't get it. Uh, Alec Ingold of the Dolphins is a fullback. He's in. Your wide receivers are Tyreek Hill, Amari Cooper. Oops. Uh, Tyreek Hill, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, and Jamar Chase. Those are your four wide receivers. Travis Kelsey and David Njoku are your tight ends. Uh, Laramie Tunsil, Houston Texans. Uh, excuse me. My goodness. Laramie Tunsil is your starting left tackle for the AFC Pro Bowl team. Deion, uh, Deion Dawkins, excuse me, and uh, Teron Armstead are the other tackles. And your guards, um, Quentin Nelson, uh, Joel Betonio, 
and Joe Tooney. Centers are Creed Humphrey and Tyler Linderbaum. Those that's your starting offense. All right. AFC defense looks like this: Miles Garrett, Max Crosby, and Trey Hendrickson is your DNs. Interior lineman is Chris Jones, Quinta Williams, Justin Matabuke. Okay. I never get that right. Matabuke. Uh, outside linebackers: T.J. Watt, Khalil Mack, and Josh Allen. Not the quarterback. Inside middle linebackers: Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen. Uh, corners are Patrick Sertain, Sauce Gardner, Jalen Ramsey, Denzel Ward. And uh, by the way, how, how about how about the uh, Ravens, both middle linebackers? That's pretty dope. Free safeties are Justin Simmons and Mika Fitzpatrick, and your strong safety is Kyle Hamilton, whom, by the way, I really was hoping the Texans would have gotten in that draft. Was it 2019? 2020? Something like that. And then your special teams, long snapper. Aiden, no one gives a shit about any of this, right? You're Justin Tucker's the kicker, duh. Okay, so so there it is. That's your AFC Pro Bowl team. Uh, NFC Pro Bowl team looks like this. Brock Purdy was the leading vote getter. Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford. Uh, running backs: Christian McCaffrey, DeAndre Swift, and Kyrene Williams or Kyron Williams. Excuse me. Fullback: Kyle Uzcheck. Wide receivers: Ceedee Lamb, AJ Brown, Mike Evans, and Puka Nakua. Tight ends are George Kittle and uh, Sam Laporta. I wish I could see this better on my screen so I didn't have to look over there. Just looks weird to me that I'm not looking at you guys. Hold on, get out of here. That's a little better. A little better. Um, yep, tight ends, George Kittle, Sam Laporta. Tackles, Trent Williams, duh. Lane Johnson and Pine Sewell. Uh, Zach Martin, Chris Lindstrom, and Landon Dickerson are your guards. Center, Jason Kelsey, and Frank Ragnow. Right now? Right now? I don't know. Over on the uh, NFC's defense, Nick Bosa, Montez Sweat, and Aiden Hutchinson are your DNs. Interior linemen are Aaron Donald, duh, Dexter Lawrence, and Javon Hargrave. Outside linebackers, Michael Parsons, Daniel Hunter, Hassan Reddick. And inside linebackers, Fred Warner and Bobby Wagner. I'd like to say Wagner, but no. Cornerbacks, uh, Deron Bland, uh, Chavarius Ward, Jalen Johnson, and Devin Weatherspoon, and free safety, Jesse Bates. Strong safeties, Buda Baker, Julian Love. And then there's your special teams. So pretty wild. Uh, lots of uh, only one Texan, by the way. Only one Texan on the list. But if you're curious who had the most, well, have no fear. Your boy did the math for you. San Francisco 49ers, nine, nine players, I shouldn't say starters, nine players elected to the Pro Bowl. Nine. That's a lot. Like, a lot, lot. Um, the Pro Bowl, um, second, well, tied for second in the AFC and the NFC. The Ravens and the Cowboys each had seven players elected to the Pro Bowl. The Dolphins and the Eagles had six, and three teams had five. The Browns, the Chiefs, and the Lions. So, I mean, that's a that's the bulk of, of the teams, right? I mean, what, there's, well, there's more than 22. How many? Let's see, just on, just, uh, let's see. Two, three, seven, nine, 12, 15, 18, uh, 20, 26, 28, 32, 33, 36, 39. 
Okay. Plus special teams. 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44. So 44 teams. Or 44 players per team. Ian said Patriots got zero. Mm, not surprising. I mean, that's surprising in that, you know, we expected that. I mean, that was a that was a dynasty. So 44 players, if I got that right, minus, well, actually it would be 88 because this is AFC, NFC. 88, there you go. 88 minus, what, 11 and 16 is 27? So 61 players, not on these uh, three, four, five, six, eight teams. These eight teams had roughly 20, over 20%. Let's see, 88 times 0.25 is 22. Okay. 88 times 0.3 is 26. So about 30% of the Pro Bowl is these teams on your screen. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Pretty well represented. Well represented. All right. Um, I was going to say I got some non-sports, but we don't need it. We did plenty, plenty of non-sports. I'm going to take a quick break. It's 3.57. When we come back, we're going to do a fantasy update. We're going to pick the final the final pick em side quest for the Barry on Deck Fantasy Football. I've got your results from um, the previous weeks. And then I've got your winners and losers from the Barry on Deck Pick'em Pool. With one week to go, we'll select the final team and then we'll go through the games. And we haven't even talked college football, so we got a ton, a ton to still get to. What's up, Sheep? What's up, Heartthrob? Um, D-Mata said, Barry... Uh, I know how to improve your viewership on YouTube. Film yourself cutting your yard one day. Guys cutting yards get numbers in the millions. That's amazing to me, but that's not what I want my channel to be. You know what I mean? Like, once you do that, then that's what everybody's going to want to see. Now, I guess I could start a new YouTube channel. But, no, cutting my yard on the Barry on Deck or Barry is Funny YouTube channels would it just it, it it messes with the algorithm. I think that was part of the problem with being on YouTube before. Was YouTube was like, uh, what the hell do you do, bro? You do a live stream with sports. You got comedy. You got non-comedy. You got random shit. Like, what do you what do you do? You got music. And that's why you always hear people tell you to niche down, niche down, so that the algorithm and the people that subscribe to you know what you do. I did. I have thought about starting other channels. It's just a lot of damn work. And I already got enough damn work as it is. All right. Let's get to a break. 359 right now. Uh, when we come back, like I said, we're going to break down week 18, the final week in the NFL. We'll look at different playoff scenarios. I've got them all for you. I've got, well, the athletic has them all for you. So we'll look at the five postseason bids. Four division crowns up for grabs. And what are the different scenarios? As you know already, I showed you earlier in the week. Baltimore, Kansas City, Cleveland, and Miami have clinched in the AFC. And over in the NFC, San Francisco, Detroit, Dallas, Los Angeles, Rams, and the Philadelphia Eagles have all clinched playoff berths. So we'll go over some of the things. Like, you know, what's the scenarios for Atlanta or Green Bay or uh, uh, New Orleans? We'll look at all that. We'll look at all that. <laughs> Barry on a flight deck. I wish. What's up, Magic 8 Balls? I wish I was flying away. 
Um, yeah, so we'll look at all that, plus uh, the full Week 18 schedule. We'll talk a little college foosball and so much more. Right after this, don't go anywhere. Do not go anywhere. We're back in five minutes. This is Barry on Deck. I'm your host, Barry Laminex. Stick around. I'll see you in a bit.
I was getting hype. No, I didn't go poop, assholes. Yeah, kind of. That did poop. Okay, this is the truth. That's that's the truth. I did. I had to poop. What am I not allowed to poop? Jesus, this is a long. This, this is a long show. I guess sometimes you gotta go, man. Alan, thank you for the two hundred bits, buddy. Heartthrob, thank you for the hundred bits, buddy. I mean, what's wrong with that? Jeez. You know, I act like I don't go to the bathroom at work. So I'm just supposed to sit here for three hours, almost shit myself for you people? I don't think so. I don't think so. If your boy has to go, your boy has to go. Uh, Let's check our poll. My poll. Look at my poll. All right. The result of the poll. Uh, 20 of you voted. That's disappointing. The question was, who do you think would fail first? Uh, Excuse me. Who would fail first? ESPN or the NFL? ESPN got 15 of the votes. 25, 75% of the votes um, were um, for ESPN failing before the NFL. That's interesting. And I, I could see that too. I think if I had to vote or pick, I would probably say ESPN simply because you, you screw stuff up enough, right? And then, um, you know, somebody comes along and does it better. But I will say this if I would ask you, you know, what do you think would fail first, the PGA or the UFC? A lot of you might have said the UFC and then. Uh, LIV golf came around. It was like, uh oh, they're in trouble. So I mean, it could be it, these these leagues can be had with enough money. Anybody could be like, yeah, I'll pay every player in the league ten million dollars. Yeah, you're gonna get a lot of players that go and play in that league first. They may eventually make their way to the NFL, but it could cause problems. So. Um, well, did you at least spray? No, I didn't spray. What would I spray? Um, what would I spray? Why would I spray? It's my bathroom. Ain't nobody else going in there. This is an office of one. Uh, what's up, Magic 8 Balls? I ain't freaking leaving. Uh, maybe just a green screen of being on a John Deere tractor simulator. That would be fun. That would be fun. John Deere tractor? I'd like that. Alan onto something, Barry doing the show from his mower. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. Why would I do that? Why would I? No. Uh, Okay, let's get to... (sighs) What do we want to talk about? Let me look at my rundown here. Standings. Um, eh, We could save that for next week. Did that. That's done. Uh, we still got to look at week 18. Oh, man, we really didn't get into it. I really wanted to talk about that Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Aaron Rodgers thing. And I haven't looked it up yet, but it, it, by the way, if you missed it, Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers are beefing because Aaron Rodgers said, and I don't know if he was serious or tongue-in-cheek or what. Ugh. I'm all rubbing that light spot. You see that this right here, this little thing on the door? I'm all rubbing it on my screen. Like, what? Ugh, let me get that off. 
That's not what that is. I don't know if he said it tongue-in-cheek. I didn't see it. It was on uh, the Pat McAfee show. Aaron Rodgers came out and said Jimmy Kimmel was going to be on the uh, Epstein Island list once it got released. And Jimmy Kimmel was pissed. Which, okay, to a certain degree, I get it. But you're Jimmy Kimmel. You have fucked with a lot. I'm sorry. I, I apologize for saying that word. I've been trying to clean it up. Um, Jimmy Kimmel has messed with a lot of people in his time. Jimmy Kimmel has gone hard in the paint on some folks, right? I mean, he has made fun of a lot of people. He has said a lot of crazy things about them, all in the name of comedy. And again, I don't know that context... Or the um, the 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 spirit of the accusation by Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if he was joking or if he was serious and really believed it. Um, but I kind of felt it. It kind of felt weaselly for Jimmy to get so mad. I was like, "All right, bro, you're a comic, first of all, and you're you're an absolute ball buster." You know, if he was just minding his own business and not doing anything and then started catching strays, like, whoa, wait, what, 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 me? But he's not. I mean, his whole shtick, my apologies to Matt Damon. Like, he's just busting people's balls. I don't know. Good for the goose is good for the gander, in my opinion. What goes around comes around. Turnabout's fair play. All those cliches. Jared said, I think it's different when you talk Epstein. Is it, though? Is it? Is it? I mean, funny's funny. Jokes are jokes, right? (sighs) If you were to ask me which late night host do I think would be uh, appear on the list or which, let's go through a list of uh, who do you, what NFL player. I mean, you could do all that. And it would all be in the name of funny. I was watching while I was using the restroom during the break. That's when it popped up. And uh, Bobby Lee and Cheeto Santino were talking about it. And apparently, 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 Stephen Hawking's name is on the list. What? What? Stephen Hawking. Hawking's? Hawking? I don't know. Was on Epstein Island. You know, Epstein was like, who's coming? <sighs> Great. Now we got to build a ramp everywhere. Jesus. No, oh, no. I mean, it's a five-story building. Now we got to get an elevator. This is bullshit. I don't know what the Gypsy Rose thing going on is. I've heard something about that Magic 8 Balls, but I'm I'm not hip to that either. Uh, somebody explained to me Gypsy, Gypsy Rose in the chat. Yes, that's you're you're too late. Oh, yeah, the story of Gypsy Rose Blanchard and her mother. Um, Gypsy Rose Blanchard's mother, Dee Dee, falsely claimed her daughter was ill, and Gypsy Rose arranged for her boyfriend to kill her mother to escape. That's crazy. Um, yeah, that's pretty wild. I don't remember that whole story. I'm sure Nora will make me watch some documentary on it later. Um, it says Rogers was just being a jerk, just a child 
just ain't funny. Uh, this is Kimmel made jokes about the island. Oh, okay. <clears throat> you can bust balls all day, but you say you're a rapist. It makes things different. Wallace said that's not exactly something you want to be a part of, joke or not. I mean, look. I mean... So are we, are you guys the same guys that say, Hey, you know, there's no, there's, if it comes to comedy and jokes, there's no boundaries. Nothing's off limits because it's a joke. Right. And, and I'll be the first to tell you that I think somebody like a Jimmy Kimmel, um, let's see, Jimmy Kimmel on cancel culture. I wonder if he's got a thing. Trump complains about cancel culture. Jimmy Kimmel exposes king of cancel culture, Donald Trump. Tina Fey, Jimmy Kimmel, and cancel culture. Mm, okay, that was a IMDb thing. That's weird. <sighs> Anti-cancel culture crowd cancels. What? Uh, none of this happened, but... So, I, you know, look. I think most comedians will tell you that there's that they get certain license to go a little further than the rest of society because they're comedians and they it's all jokes and we get to make those jokes. Uh, okay, but are you saying other people can't? That's exactly what PB Dub said. Rogers isn't a comedian; is still telling jokes. It's in the it's in the name of the joke. It's it's in in the spirit of the joke, I should say. Ah, hey, look, Donald said, especially being put in the name or the category as a pedophile. Um, I, I, this is a tough one, man. This is a tough one. I I mean, I I get that, and there's there's I, I'll be the first to admit, okay. I'll be the first to admit that every once in a while I've made that kind of joke where I'm like, wow, that guy looks like he diddles kids. Is that a looks joke? Is that a pedophile joke? Am I serious? Does he? I don't know. It's just making a joke. And it might be somebody famous where I'm like, wow, look at that mustache. You definitely can't go within 100 feet of a school. What's that? What's the difference in that? I'm like, ah, we're going to find old Kimmel over there on the Epstein list. Is one of those worse than the other? I don't think so. Just different styles of the same joke. So, I don't know. I just think it's being overly, uh, I think it's surprising that it's Kimmel. If it was a politician, if it was, you know, Oprah Winfrey, if it was something like that. It's a comedian, though. You're out there taking shots at people, you know, no holds barred, no pulling punches all day long. So uh, just because it's a joke doesn't mean it isn't slander. Yeah, that's exactly what it means. That's exactly what it means. That's exactly what it means. A joke is just that, a joke. A slander is when I go, Jimmy Kimmel should be arrested because I know he's a pedophile. Are you joking? No, I'm dead ass serious. That's slander. But 
it'd be like, you know, I mean, think about how many different things people have been called or accused of as a joke. Right? I mean, people want so desperately for Trump to be, uh, uh you know, part of that. And so far, even the chick that it came for was like, no, Trump didn't do anything. So, I mean, Uh, Clarence says he did not say it is a joke. Well, I don't know. I didn't hear it. I just, I would assume that, 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 that he didn't come out and mean it. Aaron Rodgers also has a very dry sense of humor. So you got to keep that in mind. You know, it's not like he goes, oh yeah, that old Jimmy Kimmel, huh? <laughs> that old kid fucker. <laughs> Maybe he'd be like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy Kimmel was on that list. People talk. And then later they're like, really? No, of course I was joking. I was just, I was joking. Shut up, Mark. Uh, according to rational people, maybe that's true. According to the law, it is not. So you're telling me that all of my jokes about Joe Osteen could be considered slander. Is that what you're telling me, Stephen, the weather guy? All of my jokes about Mattress Mac having a gambling problem is slander? I did a joke. I don't do it often, but ah, Mattress Mac. Well, that's strange. Remember when he was accused of being on drugs and smuggling cocaine? No wonder he was wearing a mattress. He got a bunch of empty ones laying around because he shoved all the cocaine in there. Who else has a dollar bill on them all the time? Mac, we can see the powder on it. Ha ha. And I love Mac. Those are just jokes. Is that slander? No. It's jokes. So, Clarence, I'm not moving on, bro. The chat is really engaged in this. This is a very hot, popular topic on pop culture. Like, I'm not moving on yet, bro. I get, I keep seeing you go off topic, off track. We're just flowing with it, bro. This is what we do. We flow with the conversation. If I feel like it's stalling out, I'll change it. I'm not moving on yet. I'm not done with it yet. Hannibal Burris was joking about Bill Cosby and look what happened. Well, well, there is that. There is that. Well, I don't know if Hannibal's was a joke or a warning. <laughs> Steven said the legal definition of slander is the speaking of false and malicious words concerning another, whereby injury results to his reputation. But again, I mean, if you're telling jokes, every every so every comedian in the history of comedy could be sued. That's scary. That's super scary. That's super scary. Alan said Roger's a little strange anyway. <laughs> yeah, a little. That dude's weird. Really weird. Really weird. Um, Steven's ready to be a jury. <laughs> Steven's like, call me. Jimmy. I'm your guy. I'm the Texas screwdriver. Okay. All right, let's get to fantasy. Uh, and then we'll get into some week 18 NFL. Because, you know, Clarence won't leave me the fuck alone. All right, uh, here's your fantasy league one. This was the semifinals. This is really the only reason Clarence wants me to move on, by the way. I guarantee you the only reason Clarence wants me to continue the show is because we're going to talk fantasy and, and he wants to talk about it. That's it. 
Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Okay? Uh, but we're talking about real-life child rape. Who wouldn't want their name played uh, with like that? No, I get it. I, again, I mean, now, now we are starting. You're making me repeat myself a thousand times. I get that. But we're talking about a lot of other real-world scenarios where Jimmy Kimmel busts people balls and... Maybe they're like, yeah, it's stupid that to, to even think I would be involved with that. It's ridiculous. Clarence said, not really, just keeping you focused. Well, again, remember, so a lot of this show is still organic. But I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you. <laughs> All right. Uh, BOD League One. Um, Total Dallas beat Sylvia 209 to 189 to advance the finals. And Matt Poche. Poch, do I say it wrong? I feel like I'm going to find out like John Dorier, who I called John Dory for years. They're going to be like, no, it's Matt uh, Pochi or Pokey, Poke. Do I say, is it Matt Poche? Okay, so I'm saying it right. Just making sure. Just making sure. Thank you. And just the other day it dawned on me. I was like, shit, have I been saying it right? Because then I say Poch, and I'm like, maybe it's Matt Pochi. I don't know. Amos, bleep fantasy football. You guys lost me 50 bucks. Oh, that's right. We did talk about it before, Potch. I just have a terrible name, okay? And I don't want to be disrespectful. Um, You know, I want to make sure I get you guys' names right. So, uh, Potch beat Real Real. 285 to 240. Lisa put up a hell of a fight, though, okay? Lisa put up a hell of a fight. Second most points scored in the finals, or semifinals, I should say. She had a beat Total Dallas and Sylvia. Poor Sylvia. She had a rough go of it this year. Still made it to the playoffs, though. Beat Uzi at the last minute. So your finals for that league is Total Dallas, the number one seed, versus Potch, the number two seed. And how'd it go this week? Well, I'm glad you asked. Matt Poche leading Total Dallas after one of two weeks. One of two weeks. This week will decide it all. Uh, Poch has what? A four-point lead, roughly? Poch scored 133.68 and Total Dallas scored 129.6. So that's going to be interesting. Um, Final week of the season for both of them. All right, Barry on deck lead two. Clarence beat Jenny's mom 249 to 216. And Dandy Dan just laid the wood to KD 270 to 242. That's a that's an ass whooping. Now the crazy thing is Clarence was a four seed going into this. And um Dandy Dan was a two seed, and that's your finals now. So yeah, you got a four beating a one. And a two seed advancing. So the way that shapes up now after week one. Look at Clarence coming in from the four seed. Jumping out. Got a 21 point lead over Dandy Dan. Going into the final week of the season. That means Dandy Dan's not only going to have to go point for point with Clarence. This coming week. He's then going to have to add 22 to it. To outscore him. So he's got, if Clarence scores another 121, he's going to have to score 141, 142 points. What? Not not impossible, but that's a lot. That's a lot. So Clarence has the lead in that one. Uh, Barry on deck, league number three. 
Black Sheep. Oh my God. Black Sheep scored 308 points, the most anybody scored in any of these four Barry on Deck leagues. 308. Dare I say, Black Sheep is a juggernaut. But he beat Jesus 308 to 254. And again, just like in the other league, Jesus would have beat the two and the three seed with 254 points. So that sucks. Uh, damn it, Wallace. I swear to God, I'm going to bust you in the ooch. Wallace, I'm not feeling this. Let's move on. Shut up. So she puts up 308 and beats Jesus. 308 to 254. And then a heartthrob, throbby throb, throbsters, the throb man. Heartthrob Rob, Philip Bernard, he beat Rich O'Toole 237 to 194. Week one of the finals in League Three saw Black Sheep put up 152 once again. Uh, the most of any team in the finals. And Heartthrob put up 108. So, yeah, that one's over. I mean, that one is over. All right. You got to score another 48 or so plus the hunt that match. No. And you ain't matching heartthrob. I mean, you ain't matching sheep to begin with. So heartthrob was a well fought. Uh, yeah. You, you put up a valiant effort, but that one's over with. Okay. Look, uh, 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 sheep. I mean, uh, potch and total Dallas. That's super close. That's super close. This one is a little tough to overcome. Dandy Dan might be outclassed just by Clarence right now. This one, that's over. That is over and done with. All right, then League 4, the final league. Last but definitely not least, Alice said rest in peace to Jesus. Uh, last but definitely not least in League 4, CC beat Ruin 231 to 210. Ruin with a valiant effort from the four spot. Jeff Bell. Ooh, the juggernaut. Slow White Bronco Jeff Bell beat Jay Menace FJ 260 to 171. That's a lot. 260 is a lot. A lot, lot. A lot, lot. So uh, you get a 1 3 matchup in League 4. And after the first week, it's probably over. <sighs> probably over. Uh, CC's got a 146 to 115 lead over Jeff Bell going into the final week of the season. So Jeff's going to have to put up 31 over whatever CC puts up. That's a lot. That's a lot. Amos had a great point. Um, who set the league to end week 18? This may get a little dicey for your starters. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Usually you like the league, you like fantasy leagues to end week 16. Or 17. But somewhere in there. Jeff Bell said, I don't hear no fat lady. Well, she might be warming up. Now, maybe CeCe's got some starters that are being benched. I don't know. I don't know. But that's it. 146 to 115 right there. There, there you go. There you go. Now, our pick'em pool, our, uh, our pick'em for the week was uh, Black Sheep versus Heartthrob. And uh, pretty much everybody picked Black Sheep, except for Titan Hugo. He picked Heartthrob, and it cost him. Um, here's what the Barry on Deck Pick'em Pool looks like. You've got Mark G in first place with 13 points. Lil Uzi and my sweet, sweet Donna are tied for second with 12 points each. Uh, Alex Villanueva is third with 11. Sylvia is fourth with 10. 
Jared, myself, and KD all have nine points. We're out of it. Can't even win. Um, in fact, Alex, Sylvia, Jared, all everybody's out of it. It's going to come down to Mark, Lil Uzi, and Donna. This could very well change. And there's some strategy to be had here. So uh, Titan Hugo had eight points. Josh, Robert, and Jeff Bell just forgot. So right now, the total pool money for the Barry on Deck Pick'em is $109 to be split. Uh, 75% goes to first place. Uh, 20, or 25% goes to second place. If there's a tie, uh, we do it the team that gets closest to the point total for the final matchup. So this week, not only are you picking a winner, you've got to give me a final total score for the matchup. For example, you let's say that our matchup is CC versus Jeff Bell. That's the final matchup of the of the year. Uh, and let's say you go, ah, you know what? Uh, I'll go with CC. Well, you also need to give me a total final, not CC's total, but the the game's total. So in this case, uh, these two teams combined to score two hundred and sixty one. Point eight six points. 261.86. So maybe you're like, yeah, I think they're going to score the exact same again. So you're going to say, I'm going to go CC and I'm going to go 268.86 is my final number. And let's say they combine, they score 264. You probably are the closest. All right. So that's how it's going to go for your final pick. So here you go. Here's where the strategy comes in. Mark has a dilemma. Uh, does he try to go with who he thinks Uzi and Donna would pick? And then that way they can't catch him? Or do Uzi and Donna think that he's going to do that? So they go oppo. And then if they don't think, ah, I probably won't be able to catch Mark, but I do want to beat Donna or I do want to beat Uzi. So I need to pick opposite of him and take a shot. Now, if it misses, if it's a bad one, then I'm out. Or I roll the dice on the tie and try to pick the uh, the most accurate number. Well, I'm going to go into it. It's going to be interesting. And what's going to be crazy is when we randomly pick the final matchup of the of the season, uh, it's very possible. And I mean very possible that one of these teams... Uh, may have some starters that are sitting. So, uh, we're going to find out. Going to find out right now, in fact. Uh, let's see. Let me see here. Um, random picker. Now, we're not going to, we're certainly not going to pick um, Black Sheep. And, uh, 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 heartthrob. I mean, they got picked already. So they were definitely not pulling from League 3. So this is either going to be League 1, League 2, or League 4 that we're picking from. Now, I want to say we went Clarence and Jenny in the week before Sheep and Throb. But, so, yeah. But, I mean, everybody that's in here, I think, has been a, at least once. So, but what we're definitely not doing is picking League 3 again. We're not going to go with another Black Sheep Heartthrob back-to-back thing. Okay? So they're out. So what we're doing is we're picking between um, 
leagues one, two, and four. And obviously the matchup is just going to be whoever that is. So we only have to pick once. We don't have to pick like we were doing in the past where you got to pick the league and then pick the... What's crazy is every time I've done this randomizer, it feels like I get league two. Every time. Every time. Every time. So our leagues are going to come down to league one, which is uh, Total Dallas versus Matt Poche. League two is Clarence versus Dandy Dan. And League 4 is CC versus Jeff Bell. That's what it's going to come down to. What's up, Doc? Good to see you, Pimpin. Potch said the closest match. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that, but you know what? I mean, we've done it randomly all year, even though the outcome hasn't been you know, sometimes like, ugh, not again. But Steven said, I'm going to love you this and go for the tie. <laughs> <laughs> all right so here we go we go in league one league two or league four and i swear to god this ran you know what let's do um we're not gonna do it the first time there are three leagues left so we're gonna do three uh choices and on the third choice that's who we're going to pick. That way it kind of changes it up and makes it even more random. So we're going to randomize it once. We're going to randomize it twice. And then we're going to randomize it the third time. And then the third time, that's what league we're going to, that's going to be the final league. Okay. All right, here we go. So our first pick between leagues one, two, and four. We don't have a, a audio budget. So, hey, I told you, I told you, I told you. Every time it picked League 2. I don't know what it is with this stupid-ass random picker. Every time. But, you know, hey, look. I mean, not that that matters. I'm in League 2. But it just seems like every time we do that, it picks League 2. So we're going to randomize it again. That was number one. Number two. Hey! All right, this is it. Does the it, does it pick like okay? Well, we already picked one, so we're not picking that again. It's got to be completely random. It's supposed to be. Here we go. We'll know if it picks four that this is a sham, but we'll go with it. All right, here we go. Final one. We got our winner. League one happens to be, thank God, the closest matchup. Let's go. I dig it. I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm actually genuinely glad that it worked out this way. I'm genuinely glad we did it that way. It's going to be a good game and you got to pick a total. So, so there you go. Now, let me get to uh, the final, the final countdown. That sounds good, don't I? That sounds really good. All right, here is, let me see, show stuff, guest options. Wow, I haven't looked at that in forever. Who are my guest options? No, no, not doing that. No. Oh, jeez, that's a lot. Oh, Allison Little, or Alice Little. Yeah, she ain't doing the show no more. 
All right, Fantasy Foosball 2023. Uh, Steelers, what do you got? Thank you for the three bids. Let's see. Weekly. Here we go. All right, League One. So let me change this here. Uh, this was last week's Black Sheep versus Throb. This is League One. Is the league number, owner data. Let's see. League One. Uh, Potch is number four. And who was the other one? Total Dallas? Yeah, so ID's one and four. Okay. ID one. Who was the one seed? Uh, so you're going to be there. And ID. Oh, ID four. Week 18. Okay. All right, so it's pulling up the rosters. And there you go. There's your final rosters. Uh, looking like Pachy Poo, Jalen Hurts, Saquon Barkley, uh, Rashad White, AJ Brown, uh, Terry McLaurin, Evan Ingram, Jordan Addison, the Raiders, and Cameron Dicker, the kicker. Uh, and there's his bench, Davis Boyd Williams, Stevenson, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, total Dallas's team is Patrick Mahomes, Travis Etienne, uh, Devon Achan, uh, Debo Samuel, Deontay Johnson, George Kittle, James Cook, the Bills, and uh, Justin Tucker. That's going to be good. Jamar Chase is on his bench. Jonathan Taylor's on his bench. The Cowboys D is on his bench. Raheem Mostert. Wow. Brock Purdy. Wow. Jake Moody. Boy. Look at that. I mean, having Brock Purdy, you know he's probably going to sit this week. A lot of the Niners are going to sit. So look at you. Look at Total Dallas. Not even limping in. I mean, he's got some good quality players going still. So this is going to be fun. I'm going to screenshot this right now. Uh, and I'm going to put this on the Discord. There we go. And that'll be your matchup. And uh, bada bing, bada bing, bada boom. And I need to know, I need you to message me on the Discord. You can do it privately or do it publicly. But what I need from you is I need your, let's see, VOD uh, week 18. I need, I hate that fan so much, I gotta fix that. I need to know who your pick is and what the total score is for the week, for the game, the total score. So I need to know, like, what do you think it's gonna be? 250, 260, 270, 300? Right? Last week they put together what? 29132632.18 roughly. And I'll even screenshot that. I'll just be like, this is what they did last week. So that should help. Yeah, I'll do that too. So I'll load both of those for you guys. Uh as much data as you can get. I know I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd too when it comes to the data's I want the Dieters. Uh, where'd that go? What the frick, man? Oh, let's see. VOD points. I thought that was on desktop, but I guess not. All right, so I'll load those in um, to the Discord and uh, make your picks. All right. Now, um, let's get to some week. 18 and good luck and by the way uh steven are we picking the total for week 18 or the total for the two weeks jesus christ steven oh my god bro do you not pay attention it's the total for the week not the two weeks combined 
the total for this week. Said it nine times. Nine times. I just can't with the lawyers. <laughs> What's up, shrimp boat, Dana? Uh, I just can't with the lawyers. It's the total for week 18. Man, if you don't look, Steven, I, I do, but I think, oh my God. I literally have their point totals from this week right here. If it gives you the whole total, we could just subtract it. But you think my dumbass hasn't spent a thousand countless hours figuring out how to program this shit so I can find it? What league was that? League one? Let me just show you something, Steven. Let me just show you something. You have offended me. I quit. Well, before you quit, let me show you dumbass something. You see this? I have actually gone in, my friend, through scripting and created literally, literally, Linda. Linda literally created a champion's score function in the software that I made that grows out and grabs just the scores for week 17. And what do you think I'm a moron? I'm not. I wasted so many hours just to be able to grab the individual scores. I mean, it exists, bro. I even did that for the week 15. Look, that was the total for the two weeks. There was the week one matchup on week 15. And there was the week six. I mean, like I'm, Come on, fam. Give your boy some credit, man. I mean, I'm I'm not that new. Where is the contract, Mr. Laminac? I don't know what you're talking about. Steve said, Jesus Christ, you know computer's good. That's the thing. You guys always give me so much shit about how dumb I am when it comes to technology, even though the shit just breaks. But yet I can go in and write this code to grab them funky-ass numbers. Fill out. I mean, this is all code too. Did you not see that? Did you not see me like, oh, you want to see what, uh, like, I don't know. Let's do, um, what is league two? Who's the, who's the finalists in league two? League two was Clarence and Dandy Dan, who is, uh, team ID three and team ID four. I mean, did you not, did you not see that I wrote this? I mean, you know, you didn't see it. You see these scripts right here that your boy wrote. You see all that along with some macros and, and some other stuff. See that is so that I can come in and go league two. We're going to go three versus four or no, it was two. Uh, what was it? Yeah. Three versus four week 18. And look at that. It populated dandy Dan and Clarence automatically. And there goes their rosters about to fill in. As soon as this thing runs its course. Boom. So, okay. Can we all just chill out? Your boy got this. Undo, undo, undo. Oh, you kissed my ass, Mark. You can absolutely kiss my ass. All this bullshit, and you think I don't know hardware? I swear to God. CC, nerd, nerd, nerd. Shut up, nerds. Like, I love that the IT people are calling me a nerd. I love that the IT people, Potch and CZ are like, you're a nerd. (sighs) 
got me out here showing my code. Steven, I withdraw my offendedness. I have offended you, sir. Yeah, you don't even know. And I'm not, I'm just like, you guys have no idea how much time I have spent automating that stuff. Because remember now, all of this shit that I used to show you each week, well, these numbers and, and the standings, all of this is automated. It's, I wrote scripts for all of this. And then I had to go into the vMix and automate it and add the fucking database connections and yeah this is just so i can automate just because so so that we can have all this info each week so that jen didn't have to chase it down and you know what i'm like you know what you know what's crazy you guys wouldn't have given a shit you wouldn't have given a shit but i'm trying to give you i'm trying to give you the best product i can give you Maybe I'm just focusing my efforts and energy on the wrong stuff. Because I literally have spent at least just this football season, I guarantee you, I spent over 100 hours coding all this. Over 100, easily. And that includes like when I would do these pick'ems and I guarantee at least 100 hours on this stuff. Ridiculous waste of time. <clears throat> should have been a scripter uh no sir i don't want other people looking at my body all right let's get to week 18 <clears throat> uh oh by the way yeah each week when y'all see the scores this is scripted also scripted you think i'm going out and ma or manually entering all that i don't think so i don't think so all this every score from the week is is scripted as well and then i pull in the top passer top receiver and top runner from each game all scripted. Why? Because I love you guys. And I want to give you a, a bang up show. All right. Let's look at week 18. Um, here are your playoff scenarios. Or, I'm sorry. Now that I'm a nerd and you guys know, uh, I have to say scenarios. Here's all your scenarios for uh, week 18. Uh, in the NFL. All right, so those that have clinched, Baltimore, KC, Cleveland, and the Dolphins. Uh, Bear writes enough code to fly a space probe to Pluto, but for fantasy football results. True. Oops, my bad. That's my scenario. No, I can't trust the scary hoe. What is that, bro? Oops, my bad. That's my scenario. No, I can't. Oh, yeah. Duh. Well done, Niggy. Well, way to, way to bring it back to Houston. Posh said, I think your talents are wasted. You could be making bank. Yeah, but I do it and enjoy doing it for this. I would hate doing it for the man. Although I'm pretty good at <laughs> Big scripting. <laughs> Big scripting, declaring Vs. Those are variables. Big scripting, declaring Vs. All right, can we talk about week 18? All right, here's your scenarios. Up for grabs. Buffalo clinches the AFC East if they win. That's it. Bottom line, win and you're in, just like the daggum Houston Texans. If you don't know that sing. Oh, oh, if I don't know that sing? Well, if you don't know your words, you're way too dumb. Terrence said, if you don't know that sing, you're way too young. Well, if you don't know words, you're way too dumb. Huh? How about that? I just had to process it. Who's my bad as my scenario? No, I can't trust a scary hoe. 
Now, every time I say, look, there they go. Shut up. I know the damn song, fool. All right. Buffalo clinches a playoff berth. If they tie or the Steelers lose or tie, Jags lose or tie, or the Texans Colts tie. Ain't no ties happening, okay? So the Bills win. They're in. Uh, the, they, they clinch the AFC East. Um, but if they lose, they need the Steelers to lose or the Jags to lose. There you go. All right, Texans 9-7, uh, which, by the way, the game is at 7-15 Houston time on ESPN ABC. Houston clinches AFC South Division title if they win and the Jags lose, but they clinch a playoff berth if they win or if they tie and the Jags lose and the Steelers lose or the Steelers tie. Like, that's too much. Oh. Okay, first of all, you're sensitive. I'm not talking to you, Barry. That was for the chat. Okay, first of all, that doesn't make me sensitive. I'm responding to a message. And if you don't get it by now, sir, I don't know what to tell you. That would not set me over the edge. That is not. Shut up. Uh, Colts versus Houston. Colts clinch the AFC South title if the Colts win and the Jags lose or the Colts tie and the Jags lose. That's not happening. Did you just call me old? We know you're old enough. Shut up. But Indy can still clinch a playoff berth if they win straight up. So it's not just the division, but if they win and the Colts, either either they win or they tie and the Steelers lose. So there you go. I think the big thing is win and you're in. At this point, nobody's scared of the Colts or the Texans. Just get in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Just, just, just get in the playoffs. Um, what's interesting is wouldn't it be great if they knocked the Jags out completely? So like, uh, Jacksonville clinches a playoff berth with a tie or a Steelers loss or Steelers loss plus a Broncos loss plus a Texans Colts doesn't end in a tie and they're in the playoffs. But that would be great, man, if the Colts and the Texans made it and the Jags didn't. Listen, Jags are fading down the stretch. So ain't nobody scared of that team. I think if you're going to be scared of anybody in the division that you don't want to play out of the AFC South, it's definitely the Texans. I still don't think you're you're concerned about the Colts, though maybe you should be. Um, I don't think you'd want to see, if, if, if anybody from the AFC South right now, I definitely don't think you want to see the Texans. The Jags are fading. Uh, there you go. Dolphins win and they're in. Uh, Miami clinches AFC East division title with uh, a win or a tie. Now, mind you, they're still in the playoffs, but they may not be. They may have to play a wild as a wild card. And the Steelers, boy, Steelers need a lot, a lot to happen. Steelers have to win and the Bills have to lose. Or Steelers have to win and the Jags lose or tie. Or a Steelers win and a Texas Colts tie. So you can get rid of that. A Steelers tie, Jags lost, Texas Colts doesn't end in a tie. That's ridiculous. Jags lost, Broncos win, Texas Colts doesn't end in a tie. I mean, like, that maybe we'll look at who the Broncos are playing this week. But, um, yeah, that's a lot of scenarios. Over in the NFC, uh, Niners, Lions, Cowboys, Rams, Eagles all clinched. Falcons win and a Bucks loss, and they're, they're in. We'll see. 
Uh, Dallas can clinch the uh, NFC East if they win. So all they have to do is win. Or Cowboys tie and Eagles tie. Or Eagles lose. Flipsy Cherry said stop. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Gardner Minshew, best QB in the AFC South. That's why Flimsy Cherry said stop. Because Titan Hugo's out here saying the most ridiculous, dumb shit he can think of. The most dumbest. The most dumbest. All right. Um, so Cowboys win or Eagles lose. Cowboys win the division. Man, the Packers need a lot of help. They win, though. Playoffs. But then all these other scenarios, Vikings lose or tie, Seahawks lose, Bucks lose, or uh, Vikings can make the playoffs. If they win, the Packers lose, the Seahawks lose, and the Bucks lose. All that has to happen. All that has to happen. So Minnesota's in a bad way. Saints have to win and the Bucks have to lose, basically. Um, that's to win the division title, to get in the playoffs. Saints win, and then they need the Seahawks to lose and the Packers to lose. That's a tough sled in there, so just go out and win and pray the Bucks lose. Uh, Eagles win plus the Cowboys loss means the Eagles win the division. Uh, Seattle. Anytime you see win plus, you know you got work to do. Now you're relying on the Packers to lose, but you got to win. And there you go. The Bucks win, and they clinch the title, uh, the NFC South title. So it's a lot. It's, it's, it's a lot, lot. That's why I try to just, when I look at that stuff, I'm just like, okay, let's just see if the Colts win, uh, they're in the playoffs. That's all you need to be really concerned about. That old division thing. It ain't happening. Yeah. Perry said the Bucks ain't losing to the Panthers. Well, let's get into that next now. Shall we Perry? Shall we big boy? Let's take a look. See here. Um, we'll get a pretty look at the sketch we'll take a fancy look at it but then i also have the laminator 5000 that will give you some uh some odds and goings on let me see if i zoom out here yeah we don't need that we know it's week 18 hide Don't need that. Hide that column. Hide that column. All right, that helps a little bit. All right, so uh, here's your full schedule for the weekend. Two games on Saturday. No Monday night games, by the way, because the national title is on Monday. So Saturday, you got Pittsburgh at Baltimore, Houston at Indianapolis. Those games pop off at 3.30 and 7.15. Noon block, Cleveland at Cincy, Minnesota at Detroit, Jacksonville at Tennessee. Um... New York Jets at the Patriots, Atlanta at the at the Saints, and uh, Tampa Bay at Carolina. Ooh, got to go on the road. Careful, they might get drinks thrown on them. By the way, uh, we talked a little bit about it, but Dave Tepper threw a drink on a fan and ended up getting fined $300,000 for doing so, which I think it was, I forget, Darren Ravel, I think, is the one that did it. That's the equivalent of him getting fined a dollar seventy-five. He got fined a, the equivalent of you and I getting fined a dollar seventy-five for throwing a drink 
on a paying fan, on a paying customer. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. Uh, AJB said, we should let the Panthers represent the NFC South in the playoffs. <laughs> That's well done, AJB. Perry agrees. He's like, I'm with you. Let's do it. This whole, this whole AFC South is awful. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea, Drake. Give that money to that fan. Here you go, fella. This is for the indignity that you suffered. All right, so that's your 12 o'clock block, your 3.30 block. Uh, the Bears on the road at Green Bay. Denver on the road against Vegas. Uh, the Eagles are facing the Giants. Seattle and Arizona. KC and the Chargers. Rams and Niners and Cowboys at the Commanders. Your final game of the 2023 NFL season, week 18. It all comes down to Buffalo at Miami. That's cool, man. That's good. I dig it. I like it. And I do like the fact that Houston Indy is kind of getting its own thing. It's, it's prime time on a Saturday I'll probably be drunk off wine because I'll be in the Hill Country with Nora over at Cisco Spot doing samples and stuff. But yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be good time, fun time. So here, real quick, I'll run through the Laminator Five Thousand, and then we'll get out of here just in case you give a shit. Here's how Laminator Five Thousand sees the games going down: Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Uh, spread is Pittsburgh favored by four. Remember now, Baltimore don't need shit, so they're not, they're resting Lamar Jackson. They're going to be resting everybody, all right? Wait, Siri, leave me alone. Damn it, Siri. Uh, so the spreadsheet's taking Baltimore because they don't know no better. I'm going with Pittsburgh. Houston favored by one over Indy. Uh, I'm rocking with the Texans on that as well, but a point is really neither here nor there. If you look at it and just see, um, Texans should outscore them to, or, you know, straight up 23 to 22. So the point makes it a push. Uh, just go ahead. And if you're going to give me, or, or if I'm going to give a point, I'll do that. Cause I think they win by at least a field goal. So, uh, I'll, I'll give the point in that regard. If you're taking one and you, and it's a close one anyways, they're going to, somebody's going to win or lose by more than one, most likely. So, yeah, I mean, was it 21, 20, maybe. Uh, Cincy and Cleveland, Cincy favored by seven. I'm rolling with Cincy in that. The spreadsheet said Cleveland. Uh, many in uh, Minnesota and Detroit. Minnesota fighting for the playoffs. Minnesota, uh, Detroit favored by three and a half. Lions are mad, so I'm going to go with the Lions uh, and give the three and a half. The spreadsheet's taking Minnesota. Jacksonville favored by four over Tennessee. I'm rolling with the Jags. Spreadsheet says Titans. Jets and, and Patriots, boy, no one cares about this, but uh, give me the Jets and the points. Uh, give me New Orleans and the three. I'll give the three, excuse me, to the Atlanta Falcons. Hey, Perry, are you and AJB going to fight? Is that going to be a thing? I hope so. Uh, let's see, other ones that maybe you guys give a shit about. I'm rocking with Chicago and the points over Green Bay, so I'll take the three. Give me the Raiders. I'll give the two and a half to Denver because no uh, Russ anymore. Philly, I'm going with the Giants in that. Giants are 14 and four against the spread this year. That don't seem right. None of these are. How are they? 14, that's 18 games. That don't seem right. Anyways, they got, they got a good record, apparently. So I'm rocking with the Giants on that. I took Seattle and, and the, gave the points. KC and the points. KC an underdog against the Chargers right now. 
Uh, and then three of the, the the bigger games, San Francisco, I went ahead and gave the four against the Rams. Although, boy, I don't know. Uh, now that I think about it, San Fran, doesn't. they're resting everybody. Yeah, I'm going to rock with the Rams on that. Uh, Dallas and Washington, Dallas favored by 13. Yeah, you know what? I think I changed my mind on that, too. I'm going to go Washington. Double-digit division dogs. And then Miami and Buffalo. Buffalo favored by three. Hell, give me Miami and the points. Anytime I can take the points, uh, I'll do it. So uh, so Miami and the points, there you go. Over-unders are good. If you're wondering what the spreadsheet and I have been doing this year, spreadsheet's hitting at about 51%, 50.5. I am abysmal 48% this year. Over-unders are a... Are, are hitting at 62%. So if you are a wagerer, you might want to check out the over-unders uh, and just run them all. Put a unit on each one. You'll come out ahead. Last week it went 11-5. and five. The week before it went 10-5. and five. So you'd be winning money if you did that. And then there's the variations. And just so you're clear, over-unders. Uh, looks like it went under for the Miami-Buffalo game, uh, under for Seattle-Arizona, under for Atlanta, New Orleans, duh, and under for Houston, Indy. Everything else was an over. So pretty interesting on that. Okay, there you go. Didn't even get to talk college football, damn it. Didn't get to it, but I'll tell you this. I've been back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, I think just straight up to win. I think I'm going to go Michigan. I can't go against the team that's been number one this long. And the biggest reason, honestly, is Washington has just been barely winning. And I don't think you could just barely win against Michigan. I think you got to go out and you have to beat Michigan. Sound. And I don't think they can do that. Saw Michigan get after it on the in the pass rush. Washington's going to have to protect Penix to even have a I think it'll be a fun game, though. I think it's going to be a really good uh, national title game, and I'm excited about it. And I didn't even see the... What is this? Let me look at the final sprint. Final spread, at least according to ESPN, is Michigan favored by four and a half. Yeah, points-wise, I think I might I might take... Uh, I might take Washington in the four and a half, but I think Michigan wins. So there you go. All right. Uh, Hey, thank you, Rowan. I appreciate you, man. Thank you guys all. Love you, Donna. Total Dallas. Thank you, brother. Uh, Alan, love you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Reyes, I love you, homie. Thank you. I will see you all next week, man. Uh, Have a great weekend. Enjoy week 18 of the NFL. Enjoy. Uh, Well, we'll talk some more college football. I guess we could do that on Monday doing a show before the game. Love you, CC. Thank you, Uriel. Love you, buddy. All right. Perry, no way, Jose. I got I got shit to do. And, and don't forget, game on ESPN 97.5. Starts at 6 o'clock. We're back. I don't know for how much longer. You know what I'm talking about? Not doing it. So come hang out with us on Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 97.5. 6 to 7. Game on. Love you guys. I'll see you Monday. Be safe. Be kind. And most importantly, love each other. All right, let's see. Who are we gonna who are we gonna raid? We got betting news. Yeah.
fan-controlled sports? Sure, why not? Let's raid fan-controlled sports. Why not? Have fun. Thank you, Donna. I love you. I'm excited to get out of town with Nora. All right, I'll see you all Monday. Bye, everybody. Enjoy the raid. Say hi to everyone. Say hi to them. Give them a follow. Here we go. They probably won't even acknowledge it. It's whatever. Let's see. We got 14 rating. Come on. We can get more than that, right? We can't get to 15. One more of you. One more of you. Enjoy the raid. Do five minutes and then be gone. All right. Love you guys. Bye. And he's making a YouTube video.